Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Anybody there yet?
Anyone there yet?
Anybody there yet? Hello? Anybody on? Good day, good day. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, right on. Mike? Yep. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Derek. 
Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Traveling up and down the highways again. Cool. Yeah. Hauling asphalt. Huh. Yeah, going to uh, Dawson Creek. And then back up to the Yukon again. Yeah, I'm not on the board. I don't know who else is on. Uh, I only saw one participant and I called in. That must be me and you. <laughs> so, what you been doing? Uh, Mostly gardening last couple of days. I, uh, I don't think I've looked at Skype in like 24 hours or more. Actually, oh. like two days or more. Good. You need to take a break once in a while. Gets hard on the head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of short breaks here and there. That's good. Carl, too, even takes a break, right? Yeah. But I'm sure his phone's ringing off the hook anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. So any good cases uh, that you've been uh, winning at? Um, I haven't been really working on a whole lot big or new, really, little things here and there. Um, you know, nothing really exciting. Nothing I have yeah. to be up to. Wonder how Gus is doing there. He didn't have a call last week. Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't. I don't. Well, I don't know about the last couple of days, but he hasn't been all that active on Skype lately either. Right. He must be busy trying to purchase that home. Yeah, and uh, helping that lady with the uh, CPS issue too. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, those people. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, guess I know it's worse in the States, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. Actually, Ontario's pretty bad. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just, I find it a little strange. Like, I get that these people are trained, and I get that most of them, I hope, uh, they get into that field believing they're doing the right thing. Everybody wants to protect kids. That's a good idea. But yeah. I don't know. I kind of find it hard to believe that these people actually think they're doing the right thing. Like after a yeah. while, taking people's kids away, and I'm sure you got to wonder, did I do the right thing? And then doing the same thing over and over again. I wonder yeah. if they actually do believe that they're always doing the right thing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. See, my wife's a psychologist, eh? And uh, she got a, a a good position in the hospital where, you know, when you got freaky kids, like real freaky kids with psycho psychological problems, and then uh, some of them CPS get involved, right? Because the parents don't know what to do, eh? They just can't handle it no more, right? The kid's just defiant in every way, and... <laughs> Obviously, it's the parents' fault, right? Most of the times, but there there are there are cases where these kids 
have to be on drugs. And uh, and it's funny, CPS doesn't know where to put them and stuff like that. It's it, it, they're, they're, These kids that end up in the hospital are almost in limbo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, they're... I don't know why they always try... I don't know. I guess not always and not straight to the kids, but they're supposed to be helping families stay together. They're supposed to be strengthening families. If the family has some kind of a a problem, they're supposed to be yeah. helping for the benefit of the kids. So... If I'm a raging alcoholic, they're supposed to help me get counseling. If we yeah. have no food in the fridge, they're supposed to be giving me food vouchers or helping me out with a list of food banks in the area. Like, uh, If I don't have a lot of money, maybe buy the kids a Christmas present or something. They're supposed to be helping. They're not supposed yeah. to be stealing babies. Yeah. Like taking That's taking if, the if the parents diet. want the help, right? Yeah, but taking the kids away from the parents is the last thing they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, only if the child's life is in danger. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's gotten out of hand, especially when they're they're getting funding for for uh, for for uh, getting getting a child out of a parent's custody and into the hands of a uh, foster care or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, just get them in the system. We'll take over from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but uh, I did a little investigating a long time ago in Ontario, just before I knew anything about anything. But... uh, Yeah. There... They... They were running around calling themselves social workers, these these CPS ladies. And I found out that they're not social workers, not even close. And I guess somebody must have called them on it. So they started calling themselves personal support workers or PSWs. And that's not what uh, they are. PSWs are for uh, old, old uh, folks. Bingo. They're calling themselves PSWs, and they're not that either. It's just ridiculous. I also found out that Ontario is the only province in Canada that does not have an an ombudsman. Big deal because the ombudsman has no enforcement power whatsoever anyways. Yeah. So it's all just a joke. So they called themselves PSWs for a while? Yeah, I don't know if they still do or not. I have no idea what they call themselves now. Well, I put an X through school, and uh, she was a PSW, and all she was was working for the Red Cross, going from old person to old person's home, helping them, uh, you know, with a little bit of this and that, and um, changing dressings maybe and stuff like that, helping them with their clothes. Yeah, that to me, that is what a personal support worker is not these women that are going around taking kids without consent taking kids out of class bringing them into a hallway and interrogating them in private just walk 
like these UPS people, they walk into these schools just off the street. They're not showing ID, nothing. They're just taking kids out of class, and the principals yeah. think it's okay. It's the almighty CPS, and we better not say no. Oh, it's the government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they don't care either. It's ridiculous. There'll be a there'll be a, a valid court order in place, and the principal will be telling the parents you can't pick up your kid from school anymore. Like they have a court order on file. They know exactly what the judge said. And they're telling parents they can't come see their kids. We're we're above judges now because CPS said not to. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just everybody thinks the CPS has so much power and authority, and they're no different than vacuum cleaner salesmen. Yeah. Well, the the prime example was um, Leo there. Yeah. That was a, a very good example of, of them butting in uh, on third-hand information, right? Yep. Yeah, see, and that, that was... was uh, that call was so funny, too, because she's like, oh, well, we have to have a meeting. No, we don't. Yeah. And the rest of the call was just a childish back and forth. Like, she's going, yes, we do. Uh, no, we don't. You, yes, we do. Like, really, lady? Is that what you got? Well, she acted like she had power, right? Yeah. Well, she never had somebody before, probably. And then then the threat of the cops. Yeah. Like, the cops are going to do something. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's the the fear tactic, eh? Yeah, but the cops will because they don't know any better either. The cops don't care about a court order if a CPS lady says take the kids. Yeah, will they do that? Oh yeah, without uh, without signatures. Probably yeah. Yeah, people think the CPS has all this power. People just do it. They'll 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 deny they'll deny parents to pick up their own kids based on an email from a CPS worker. The, the what from an email? Like a CPS worker will email the school principal and say... Oh, yeah, yeah. And say, don't let the mother and father pick up their kid from school. And then the mother oh, and father oh, oh. will pick up their, school, their kid from school and the principal will be like, no, CPS is on their way. You can't have... Yeah, and kids. the cops. Yeah, just based on an email. <laughs> Yeah. And 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 what rights do you have to take my child and then, you know, uh isn't isn't there any force we're allowed to take, you know? Like <laughs> it's it, you, your hands are kind of tied until you go to court and sue them. Yeah, well, I think um, so far it seems that the letters are pretty effective as long as they don't have your kids already. As long as they don't have the kids, yeah? Yeah. 
Well, you have to take them to court if uh, if if they have your kids. Yeah, because it's it's happened a couple times at least already. Maybe a third time we'll have to find out. But um, it seems that very well written, well placed letters will scare uh-huh. them away. If they haven't taken the kids already, it'll scare them away. But I think yeah. once they've taken the kids, they've already dove in head first and they're stuck with their decision. And then they tend to plow their way through now more often that way. Okay. Right. Like once they've already committed the crime, they're pretty much stuck with it. They got to go through with it. They got to fight tooth and nail. But I think if you oh, I can, just... uh, I think if you get the the proper letters out in the beginning, then then they'll decide. Yeah, we don't even want to take these kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they've already been uh, it's already on the record. It's uh it's an impossibility for them to continue. And if they do, well, they're just uh like that other couple that said uh we don't want uh drugs put into our kids and vaccines. And they did it anyway, so they're caught red-handed. Yep. And they've been notified and recorded uh, a court of records in place at this point. Any letters of court of record, right? Yep. Yeah, it's all evidence. Exactly. Registered and recorded, man. Can't can't deny it. Yeah, that's why it drives me nuts when people uh, people always tell me, oh, they said this, they said that, and then I find out they said it in a telephone conversation or face-to-face. This stuff's all got to be on paper. That's what builds the record. Yes. Yeah, that's why that cop wanted to talk to Leo and trap him into saying stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was so... That is such perfect... Perfect example of the deviantness of of how they operate. That's so cool. I'm glad we got all that on record, and it's the perfect example. And the Guyana lady was another uh, uh, star in the box, eh? Yeah. Trying to see if uh, I can three-way Leo into the call. Says he's a couple hours away from home. I think he Skypes in, right? I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. I got a pretty good plan there with Kudo there. Ten bucks gets me to call uh, the States for free. So what do you do for uh, for work, Mike? Uh... <laughs> help people with legal and lawful issues mostly. Oh, that's it? You don't yeah. you don't have a, an actual 9 to 5? No. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. Sort of I'm uh pretty poor, but at least I'm not yeah. uh Yeah, at least I'm not a slave making somebody else rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as I I'm actually not- want to get it, today. I was just going to say, as long as I'm not starving, I'm happy. Place to live in some food, I'm pretty good. 
Yeah, exactly. That's all you need, a roof over your head, a little bit of food in your belly. Make sure nobody's, uh, everybody's healthy and you're good to go. Yeah. There's good satisfaction in helping people who deserve it. just you and I still on, eh? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm out in the backyard with the phone, so I don't even know who's on. I'll just I'll okay. just come Hello? I've just come on from the UK. Hello, Mike. Hello, other friends. Hey, how's it going? Everything's fine down here. How, how long has this uh, talk been on? I've, I've just seen it was on. I started it, I think, just after 8, but there's probably half hour of silence in the beginning. Lovely. How's things in the UK? Things in the UK are doing good. Right on. They're good. Uh, I've still got an episode going on in court with my son. And, and you know what? For the first time, Mike and everyone, I've been listening to Carl for a long time now, best part of a year, into you guys. And the first time I ever succeeded in court was last week. And that was because I just went playing Carl's way. And it worked. And I was very surprised and happy. Thank you guys for the information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, yeah. basically, I'll give you a quick rundown. Is that uh, they were trying to breach my son, and uh, the person that put the plane forward and swelled an oath and affirmation didn't turn up. So I kept on pressing for that person to be here to verify his claim, and everything went pear shaped for the court. And where I was there. Uh, thinking it was the trial date, they hadn't even given a trial date. I was there for them to try and, and, and get a trial date. And this is to do with my son. Uh, while I was in court, uh, they were trying to get contract with my son by asking his name and, and address. And I just kept on saying to the judge, are you trespassing upon my property? And, and whenever I'd say that, he'd back off. And eventually the judge said to me, stop looking at me, the prosecutor's over there. And that's when I thought, okay, I've got them now. And yet it went great. I can't wait for the next one. Hello? I'm still yeah, here. Yeah, when, when did that happen? This happened on... Uh, it happened last week on the twenty. Twi- it happened on the twenty eighth. So it kind of sounds like the judge doesn't want any liability. He wants to put it on the prosecutor. Yeah, I, I was quite shocked. I didn't even. Uh, I, I filed in notices. I went on the twenty seventh to file a notice because they gave me such a short. They only gave me four days from the date of the hearing. So I had four days to find in paperwork. 
when I went to find my paperwork, they told me today is your day called on the 27th and not on the 28th tomorrow. They really messed it up. And I think that they wanted us not to turn up the 27th so they could uh, put a warrant out for my son so they could separate him from me so they could present him in court with a duty solicitor. But it never went their way. Yeah, pretty sneaky. So now when I go in and on the 24th of September, I want to go in with a claim. So towards the end of September, I'm going to file a claim so it could, uh, it will be ready by the end of uh, September. So I could file your, file your claim now. And for every day that your son's not with you, you're going to bill them. Yeah, but my son's with me. Oh, okay. He's with me. He's, uh, they they wanted to take us to court because he breached his tag. But but I'm I'm starting to challenge the original order because there's no signature and there's no name of the person who's placed the order. So I, I'm, I'm going right. to challenge that. Yeah, um, put your claim in now as a false claim. Because the injured man or injured man or woman is not around to testify. Should I put the claim on the person that filed the claim originally? That's what I'll do, yeah? So what, how does it work? I'm going to file a claim against the person that, that claimed there was a breach. And I'm gonna, the claim is going to wrongdoer filed the claim, and he wasn't present at court to verify the claim. They're they're speaking on the behalf of 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 an entity. Yeah. So, so you you just you just have to write a false claim. I claim false claim, because no man or woman is coming forth to uh, say my son done wrong, do wrong. And do I serve that to the? Or, or to everybody in question? Well, no, you need to file a claim at the courthouse. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Have, so I'll file the claim at the county court. Then uh, when I turn up at the magistrates, I just flip it and I put my case there at that court, at that venue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did your son... Uh uh, the original, uh, the original fence. Did he do wrong, or was it well, something well, stupid? It, it was a grievous bodily harm without intent. A oh, he he harmed someone. A guy came up with a bottle, a drunk guy, and he pushed him away. And the drunk guy fell over, hit his head, and then. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a false claim then. Because he, he even the, even the drunk guy didn't come forward. The thing is, is that uh, the drunk guy has to make a claim against the, your son. The, and uh, how old is your son? Originally, the drunk guy never came forward, and three months That's right. later, yeah, they they put him as a, he was missing, and Regina carried this on. So what they did is that. While Regina was uh, trying to take this forward, they brought in the witness. Finally, they found him. They brought him in court. He gave a testimony, 
without anyone, yes. without us present or without us giving a, asking for cross examination. So it's quickly, not a real testimony. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Because the only testimony he can give is with his own claim. Check this out. The original order... It has to be a claim, not a complaint. Yeah. If, if um, let's say, uh, um, uh, it wasn't the crown coming after you, and it was uh, a, a lady, an actual woman, and she needed his testimony, that's real testimony. Yeah. Is that never yeah. happened? Com- com- complaint, complaints don't uh, don't fly. No, no, I even put a recording up on YouTube where they wouldn't let me. It took me half an hour to get them to accept my paperwork through in, in the courthouse. Plus, the drunk guy needs a witness, too. So, so how old is your son? He's 16. He's going to be Oh, 17. he's your property. Yeah, he's my property. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't talk to him whatsoever. They talk to you. Yeah. They don't talk to him. They talk to you. Put a false claim in. That's what I'm going yeah, to do. I claim, I, I claim trespass by way of false claim. That's the only way it's going to go. That's too easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, make sure that you put down uh, if the man or woman who say my my property do wrong uh, isn't there, you want to be compensated. They're going to just tell you to bye-bye. Have a nice day. This is the third time they're trying to take join direct call. This time, when I went, they wouldn't allow our family members, and I explained to them, um, their guardians, their family members, this is a family call, full stop. They wouldn't let them in the building. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to take you by myself then, without weaknesses. Then I just stuck to my gun, like a parrot. Where's the the person that swore an oath of an affirmation? to come forward and verify the claim. That's what I kept on saying. Yeah. Yeah. And when they were trying to take my son's uh, name and, and, and date of birth, I'd say to them, are you trespassing upon my property? And they kept on backing off, and I, I thought, wow. <laughs> but you know what the judge did to me? I tell you what, the, the judge, uh, he, he was talking with me a lot, and I knew that he was trying to uh, confuse me. But I kept on, whenever I was getting a bit uh, stuck, I just kept on repeating the same thing. But my mistake that I made was that he kept on pushing for a date. And he kept on bringing it up for a date to uh, start trial. And my mistake was when I asked him for clarification. And that was after about 20 minutes of uh, him trying to get joined there. And, and when I asked him for clarification, he goes to me, I'll give you clarification. The date's on the 24th of September, you've got to come back on. 
And I thought, okay, I messed up there because I asked him to clarify their legalese bullshit. But still, it went the way I wanted it to go. And, and I've learned even more now. Look, you know, yeah. Uh, just tell them we're done here. I don't see a man or woman making a claim against my property. Have a nice day, sir. Walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fun. But but you shouldn't speak in court. Yeah, I know. I should yet. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting no. the heck for that now. No speaking. Only what's on your piece of paper. It was a notice? It was a notice and uh Yeah. I, I told them that I put a notice. And, and when the judge speaks, you, you, the only thing you say, is there a man speaking to I, a man? That's the only question you ask. Is there a man speaking to I, a man? Well, well, because if he, doesn't, if he doesn't say anything, he's actually judge. If he talks to you, he's a man. Well, I did ask him if he was a... A judiciary, a, t- a magistrate's officer, or a judge, and he, and he replied. His reply was a judge. So I said to him, "Then I require you to act accordingly." And that's it. I'll just stay there and just carry on with the. Where's the? Is the person here to verify the claim? And when when they point out that there was a representative, I'd say to him, uh, "I require the person who swore an oath and affirmation." to be present at this court to verify their claim. And, and, and that's when they were pulling back. Yeah, verified under oath or affirmation. Well, I have it. The thing is, on his original claim, he put that the original offence was with intent. And, and that's bullshit because the original offence was without intent. Sorry for my ah, it doesn't matter. They can't prove intent. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the nobody, is, nobody can prove fraud or intent. Yeah, but the per, the person it proves that the person is uh, conveying fictitious grammar, and he looks a bit deliberate, and you know he's causing yeah. harm because he yeah. had time to rectify this, to correct this, because I've served him papers yeah. to light and his mistakes to bring his mistakes to light, and still he hasn't done nothing. He's still pursuing without being at court. Yeah. Anyway, the the guy sent me a letter the other uh, yesterday, telling me my son still had to attend his uh, rehabilitation order. Regarding yeah, did he did he did he sign anything? No, this is partly why he's going because he wouldn't sign a paper. Yeah, he's under the age of uh, consent anyway, so he can't sign nothing. He's not bound by that. Yeah, I'm not. Just right back. Uh, who are you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, Is that in order? Yeah, yeah. Is that in order? Then you can charge him 500 bucks an hour. It's so bloody show me the show, 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 show me the order, show me the bill, verified he gave, bill. He gave me the order, 
after a, a year of asking for it, they gave it to Is me. Is it signed? No, it's just paperwork with no name that gave the order and no, uh, no signature. Oh, no, no. Right back to that person and say, who wrote this? Plus, they who wrote this? Plus, they made a mistake and said that he only had two days that required him to do community service. Instead of 12 months, they had two days they've got written on it. So <laughs> I was going to say to them, I was going to play it. He's, he's done more than two days. But yeah, yeah I don't admit to nothing. Just just yeah. keep asking questions. <coughs> That's what I'm going to do. I don't think I'm going to let him go to carry on his all day, and I'm going to let them put it for the case, because they said if he doesn't come, they're going to put it before the court on the 24th, as well as the previous complaints or claims. So I'm going to let it go that way, and when we get to court, then I'm going to ask the questions with my claim, plus the notices that I'm going to have put in. Well, whoever sent you that letter there, you better answer it. Because they think they got authority. All they got to do is pick up the phone and call the call the popos, the cops. Yeah, but the, his defense was... You better get... Yeah, but uh, he's... Hey? It's not serious enough for a warrant. It's just a, a tag, a breach of his electronic tag. This is what we're going court for now. They're trying to breach him to say that there's been a problem. You know, he wasn't at home when he should have been. Oh, well, he's got a collar on his uh, ankle. He had one for two months, and the oh, the, the yeah, the equipment was faulty, and it registered him uh, not not in the house. Three times. Oh, you better tell them to to remove the property off of your property, or uh, or uh, it, it's you're gonna gone. charge them. It's, it's gone. Now. Yeah, it's gone now. But they're still trying oh, to okay. take. They're still taking this call for it. Number one because of the tag, and number two because he wouldn't sign a piece of paper. Yeah, you better uh, write them some letters real quick. Yeah, I'm going to write a letter tomorrow and hand deliver it so they can get it straight away. Uh, get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. A, a, a friend of yours? Or have a friend come with you? Yeah, yeah I did that you, last You need a, wit a witness to, to, to show that service has been done. Get three people to to witness. Not your son. You and two other people. Actually, uh, you you and two other people, and the other person sends it to gives it to them. That's even better. That's another way of proof of service. Three people well, saying that they've been served? Well, what I'm going to do is uh, I was thinking of taking him to, to to do his meeting that he's supposed to and just log it all and, and charge him at the end of it. Once I've done the claim and I've proved they're wrong, then I'll come in for the compensation and I could give them the hours 
that we require payment for. I was thinking of that as well in that direction. There you go. Just to keep the peace, because I want to go one step at a time. Not to give them ammo. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to enter jurisdiction either, right? Yeah. It's only for an hour, so I'll just take him for an hour. Yeah, I'm going to go and do that claim. Good. I'm glad uh, things are going good. Yeah, I, I was so happy, you know, because uh, I did a lot of research over the net on grammar, on everything. And uh, I had to revert back to Causeway because that was, as soon as I did that, everything was so clear. Yeah. And, and I thought, shit, this is, this, is, this is what it means to be a man. And this is how you see it. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no definition for man. Man can do whatever it wants, as long as it doesn't harm or injure another man, or cause loss loss to him. That's it. That's all. Really, all the all we can do is harm each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no reason to. That's right. That's right. As long as you believe in Jesus Christ, also. There's no reason to, my friend. That's right. So where where, where are you at? You are you in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's the weather there? Oh, it's not bad. I'm going to be driving into the rain very soon. Wow. Pretty warm warm out today. Probably around uh, 28 Celsius, 25. Yeah. It's around 24 here in London in the daytime. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, we're very fortunate this year. The crops are, are just booming. The crops are very full. And how the what are the, is, are the sun rays getting through the chemtrails, or isn't it as bad in Canada? Uh well, I don't know what a chemtrail actually looks like, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, sure I'm sure they're doing something. It's like uh, you know, it's funny. Eh? I, I I pull fuel, eh? I pull I pull I pull uh, jet and all that, and uh, that feels pretty crystal clear. So. Not even sure that uh, there is such a thing as a chemtrail. Well, it, it makes the cloud, it like disperses the clouds and it gives a thin layer of uh, like cotton wool in between the sun and the, and, and, and the earth. You could see that the sun could get a bit brighter, but it just looks a bit misty, but still bright. It's weird. Yeah. They're cer- certainly there, that's for sure. And, and, and they say, well, after researching a bit and reading up, they say that over the last 50 years, the Earth has become about 25 to 30% darker from the chemtrails. It's not as bright as, as it used as ah. to be. It's, that's hard to believe because, uh, man, oh, man, I can get a sunburn pretty quick. Another thing, too, we're, we're forgetting, eh? We're, we're forgetting that the... Uh, 
the uh, Earth is doing a wobble too. Eh? Every time it, uh, uh, um, every so many years, it does a full wobble, and that changes the angle of where where the sun's going to be uh, uh, at its at its true equator. Equator. So, you know, I don't. I'm not really worried about stuff like that. What I am worried about is that GMO crap that uh, that they're doing to our food. Well, well, this is this is what what's happening because uh, scientists have studied in Sweden that what they're doing is that they're putting certain chemicals in this chemtrail. So when it lands yeah. on the earth, it, it triggers off uh, the a genetic the genetic uh, seeds to grow. If if any if anything, they need those chemtrails for is for uh, that big uh, harp. That. Yeah, the, uh, that from what I read, my friend, they're, they're, they're using it for a hundred things, a hundred uh, reasons they're doing chemtrails. Probably, food, eh? From food, from polluting us, from controlling the, the weather. Yeah. yeah. Been, been seeding the clouds in the ski areas to create snow for the last 30 years. See, there, there we go. They've been doing this for years. And I'm in Indiana, and the chemtrails are heavy here. Basically, what it is, it's a, a jet plane uh, creates a uh, cloud when it goes through the sky. They used to dissipate because it was just condensation. And now yeah. they put chemicals in it, and it just spreads out. It, it spreads out farther and farther. It never dissipates. It's scary. Well, I've got a situation here in Indiana I talked about uh, about two weeks ago where a uh, drainage ditch to the south of me has been uh, restricted. And uh, what was? A public drainage ditch to the south of me has been restricted by a dam. Okay. And a dam without a permit. And oh. uh, Indiana, Stark County, Indiana, is uh, pretty much, uh, it was a flooded area. And they put in a bunch of ditches so that uh, the far people could farm the land. Yeah. And this one guy was a uh, DNR agent. Uh, he worked for the Forest Department. He bought, I don't know, hundred and. 60 acres, and this Anderson ditch went through his property. And he put a dam in there probably 30 years ago and created a wetlands and uh, a tree hugger, and he liked animals, and he wanted ducks to come in and stuff like that. He's got beavers there. So he uh, uh, is getting old, and he... Uh, gave 80 acres to the park district of Stark County. Oh, no. And he willed it to him. But what that did was it took his uh, uh, consequences out from Anderson Ditch, from him damming it. So now I wrote a letter to the governor of Indiana, 
which Carl said to write to the top person in the state, which is the governor. And I said, uh, greetings, Michael. Uh, a wrong has been committed. And a restriction on a public uh, waterway has been created without a uh, permits from the state or county. And I would like the restrictions removed. And I wrote this letter two months ago. And I, I told him I required the restrictions to be removed or to put in a culvert to allow the water to flow freely. Right. And uh, lo and behold, last week, the uh, Stark County Drainage Commissioner calls me up, said they're going to have a meeting tomorrow morning, uh, Tuesday morning, the 4th, and they're taking, they're going to dig out and return the drainage ditch to its natural uh, form to be a drainage ditch. So they're going to take out the restrictions. Good. And, and you're, I, you're winning. Yes. And uh, now the thing is, this guy Wakelin, he created the dam. And, right. And now, because he gave the property to the uh, Stark County Park District, he sort of relieved his duty of the dam. So right. what, I, what I'm going to do is collect all the... So right now, the taxpayers are going to have to pay to clean out this restriction. And it's, it's going to be ten grand because of the amount of earth that he put there. Right. And I'm going to collect all the bills, and uh, when everything is finished back to normal, uh, what the drainage ditch has been to be used for, I'm going to take him into a claims court and uh, present him with all the bills. I'm going to present him with the bills as they come due and tell him that he is responsible for these bills, that he should reimburse the taxpayers of Stark County for his wrong. Mm, not sure because uh, I'm bring it before didn't, he just, didn't he just pass the liability on to them and they took it? No, but see, the thing is, I'm going to pass it on to a common law jury, and they can create the law. They don't have to go by any previous law. They can actually revoke his trust. A common law jury has the right to make the law and say what the law will be. That's the original yeah. jury nullification in the United States. If you get Is there a, a ben benefit to all of you? Pardon? Is there a benefit to all this for you? Yeah, it's going to drain my property and, and six of my neighbors' property that have been getting flooded. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, there's a harm there. Yeah, there's a harm. That's why I, I wrote the yeah. governor. Told him there was Injury. 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 And but, I'm, but this guy's still alive, and he's retired, and uh, I'm going to make him pay for uh, what he created, and I don't want the taxpayers of Star County to pay for it. I want him to pay for it. There you go. Yep. And a common law jury can make the law. I'm just wondering, um, you know... I really don't know what business is it of yours to uh, 
to uh, collect all the bills and then present it to that guy? Uh, I'm a taxpayer in the county. Yeah, okay. And and my taxes mm-hmm. are going to be going to his room to create to re to to re uh, to reestablish the drainage ditch as a drainage ditch. It's all public. Right. It's like it's like I put a a stop sign on a on a state highway and said you got to pay me a dollar to go through the stop sign. That's what he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're definitely going to have to talk to the council to uh, to go after him for the payment. Uh, it has nothing to do with you. I'm going to talk to the jury and go after the payment. Well, the you're dealing with you're dealing with uh, uh, council right now, right? Right. Uh, the council, town council. The drain. No, the drainage commission is correcting the wrong. Yeah. And and the start and the Stark County drainage commissioner. Is correcting the wrong, and they're going to have to be the ones presenting a bill to the old man. Uh, I'm going to present them the bill. But anyway, well, you can present you can present them a bill for not being able to uh, cultivate on your land. Yeah, but he created this wrong, and the Stark County taxpayers are paying for it to re- to to bring it back to uh, its natural. There's- there's more than one wrong going on here. Well, he never asked permission from you guys that uh, he could come flood your land. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I actually got uh, the, the six uh, landowners to sign my letter to the governor. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's a little bit of force and effect there. Yeah. Well, that's why I think they're correcting it. You know, and and, and it is. It is a public waterway, and he blocked it. You know. Well, you can you can block it to to do your your own thing on your land as long as you don't block it a hundred percent, so that everybody else can get water, right? Well, the surveyor paid a uh, a, a registered surveyor to survey the water levels of the blockage. And uh, Anderson Ditch runs from east to west, and going through to his his 80 acres where the blockage is at, uh, there's a three-foot water level blockage. So if if this blockage is taken out, the water level is going to go down three feet on on this area. So there's a definite yeah. blockage. You're allowed. The what? You're allowed to bend the water, allow water flow. Each farmer is allowed to do that all the way down, as long as he cut it off 100%. Well, a public ditch, you can't block it at all, period. It cannot be blocked whatsoever. In fact, in Stark County, they've got an ordinance that you can't even take water out of the public ditch for your use. You have to drill a well. Anyway, you're you're breaking up a little bit when you're talking. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just coming up a hill now. I'm getting out of the ditch myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, um, 
if it's on his property, he has full control. No, he doesn't. Not if not not if there's a public highway going through his property, he don't have full control. Well, don't you own up to the center of the road? You can you can own both sides of a state highway, uh, twenty acres on each side, and you don't own the public. You don't own the state road. You can't put a stop sign there and charge people to go through. Only if it's his property. No, not if it's a public ditch. They have a. Uh, a, uh, a uh, they call it a uh, conveyance or a right of way to go through certain. They they have uh, a thing called. Uh, it's an uh, easement. Yeah, it's an easement, and it, and it's an easement going through his property, and he can't block it. It's like you have a power line going through your property, yeah. and it's they, the easement. The power company gets an easement for the uh, power line, and you can't take power off that line or cut the wires or, you know, you can't do anything to that. And he blocked the water going through by three feet. He created a, a blockage. Yeah. It would be like... I don't know. Everybody's got a, a allowed access to water. As long as he's not harming other people's property, he can do what he wants with that. Not not on a drainage ditch. No, he can't. Yes. Not, not you in the water? In Stark County in the United States, you cannot do it to a public ditch or a river. You do you own the water? No. You you don't own the water. Nobody owns nobody owns the water, nobody owns the ditch. Well, the the public owns the ditch and it's uh, it's uh, uh, you're gonna tell me though every public person is going to say yay or nay. They're gonna vote on it? I'm sure well, there's a hippie out there that ain't gonna come to that meeting. Twelve jurors are going to vote on it. That's what I want to vote. You take them to a claims court, and and the the jury has the right to nullify the law. They can say yes or no, and they can make the law as they're sitting in the jury box in the United States. That's the old juries. I just wanted to give my two cents worth. Thank you. No, that's cool. No, that's awesome. But I'm that's just saying, awesome. letters, send, a letter, send a letter to the top person of uh, the top man or woman of the organization that you're trying to affect. I Why think you're going to have to pick one jurisdiction or the other. You're flipping back and forth, and your plan doesn't yeah. really make much sense. Exactly. How, how, again, Mike. How, how is one man going to file a claim on behalf of a whole bunch of corporate persons? You can't be a taxpayer and a man at the same time. You cannot sue on behalf of other people. You mm -hmm. cannot bring the city or anybody else into a common law court. All right, I'll just bring myself in then as a taxpayer. You can't you can't be a man as a taxpayer. You got to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. And if I have a river running through my property, yep. I can, if, if there's a hundred gallons per minute flowing through, I can build a dam. And when the water reaches the top of the dam, it's going to flow through at the same rate. 
I okay. can't feel the water. All I can do is cause a little bit of pooling. But if it's if it's going 100 gallons per minute and I build a dam, it's going to run over the dam and continue on down the stream at 100 gallons per minute. So when exactly. you when you build your dam, if it is three foot higher than the natural groundwater and you create flooding and back at a dam on somebody else's property, do you think you're responsible? Yes. Well, then this guy's responsible. He, he's liable for the damage he did to your property and your neighbors. Yes. That's so about 10 acres altogether. Okay. So, so, so you made a complaint to your councilman. Now they're going to take care of it, and it's all going to drain away. There's no I more mean, harm. I've been making uh, complaints to the county for five years now. The okay. Only... What you needed to do was make a claim against the guy who dammed it up. And, I, and destroyed your property. Well, what I did was I wrote a letter to the governor, and the governor called the county. See, the, and said, the, thing is, the thing is, you're all over the map. You're everywhere. you got to pick something. Okay. You, can't, you can't do the entire planet. You can't be a man and a corporation at the same time. Okay. If you're, gonna, if you're, if you're going about this as a man, you go for the man that caused you the harm, loss, or injury. Yes. If you're a taxpayer, then you go as a taxpayer in a statutory setting. But you okay. can't go collecting taxes on behalf of the taxpayers. You don't have that right or authority. Oh. Oh, all right, I'll have to think about that. Yeah, you're the lowest lowest of the totem pole when you say, I'm a taxpayer and I want this done. Like, it's, really? like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even a voice, it's just a squeak. Well, can like, I ask? What I would do realistically is if this guy, if this guy diverted the water, caused all kinds of flooding and everything, and all kinds of damage, he's the man you go after and yes. get your compensation from him, and he cares about the taxpayers' dollars. That's okay. really not to affect you. It's not like you're going to actually get a check in your pocket or anything like that. All right. So I go after him uh, for the ten acres that have been flooded. Yeah, you could yes. get him to compensate you for that. Any harm, loss, or injury, he's on the hook for, no matter what. Yeah. But as far as as far as the taxpayers' money, I would say maybe start a petition or something. That's what taxpayers do. Yeah. But maybe yes. get some kind of petition going, rally some kind of support from the neighbors or whatever. But right. I don't. I would. I don't think I would even try to sue to get taxpayers' dollars back. That. I don't know. That's kind of like, that's well, kind of like could, could, I, could I still send him the bills that he has created in the county? No, you can give no. him you harm, loss, or injury. Stop trying to sue on behalf of the entire planet. Okay. If you're taking a man to court, it's man to man. It's not people to man. It's not corporation to man. Not man to corporation. Man to man. Just what the what the harm, loss, or injury he did to you. Okay. Fair and just compensation too. Don't um, don't I go know. tacking on a whole bunch for profit or punishment because that's going to blow up in your face. Fair compensation just to make you whole again. Yes. Well, basically, the removal of the dam is going to make me whole. My property is going to be dry. Yep. 
But if there's harm that you couldn't use your land for any reason whatsoever in those 10 years, then uh, then you can claim for that. Yeah, there's, uh, it's, it's basically wooded, and uh, there's not much of a use for the land. Uh, Did any trees die? Eh, no, no, because a lot of swamp trees grow are growing here now. Actually, they, they've been filling in, but anyway. Yeah, I don't have much of a loss except for use of the land uh, uh, for recreational or for free uh, to walk. You know, I don't have – when it's flooded, I can't walk on it, you know. Well, yeah. that is uh, that is something to get back. Okay. He, uh, one way or another, he interfered with the enjoyment of your property. Yeah. Well, I was getting ready to, to take him to a claims court reason. And I found out that he uh, donated him to Stark County District. And so now the Park District, because of my letter to the governor, is going to have to open up that ditch and let it drain. Well, it shows that letters work. But um, another way of looking at it, too, is if this guy was doing it to create, I don't know, a duck sanctuary or some kind of wildlife habitat thing, and if he was donating money to the county, he's obviously a pretty good guy. And I don't think he was out to cause you any harm, loss, or injury. Okay. Um, well, four years ago, I called him. I didn't write him a letter, but I called him on the phone. And I says, your, your restriction is flooding the property over here. And he says, I don't care. Goodbye. Yeah, so, I, so, I, that, so that was kind of honorable how he treated you but he yeah. was maybe he I don't know he could have been a little more polite but yeah and like like you say he's a tree hugger and he created it for the animals and uh, uh, but he did block a public ditch to create it so you know <clears throat> yeah and another thing too is um, there's no such thing as public property Taxpayers don't own anything. Uh, well, in the United States, there are uh, right-of-ways, and uh, and uh, uh, I forget what the word. Yes, a public a public right-of-way or a public right of use or whatever. Yes. That that's not property. It's just okay. common ground. It's for everybody. Right. It's not a, it's a it's a drainage public drainage ditch that everybody uses. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't care what the ordinance says, any man can take any water out of that ditch for any purpose. Okay. You can't be you can't be causing harm, loss or injury like you can't uh you can't pull up in a pickup truck, take a car battery, whack it with a couple of hammers, and then throw it in the creek. You can't do that because that's going to cause all kinds of problems for all, all kinds of people and the environment. Right. But if you're just taking a few buckets out of the river for, I don't know, maybe you want to run a, a hose from the river to your swimming pool or fill up a pond or something, that's fine. But as long as you're not causing harm, loss, or injury, him flooding people's property was damaged. All right. Well, 
see, that's what I was I was talking about. Um, you were kind of switching back and forth. You were talking about a man, common law, and the juries and everything. And then yep. you were saying that the city bylaws or the ordinances say this. So you're kind of flipping back and forth to the statutory and common law as you choose. And you got to pick one or the other. Well, a jury, a jury, a common law jury in the United States can make their own laws. Yes, but not for taxpayers. Like you're not, you're not a taxpayer going in there to see a common law grand jury. It doesn't happen. It's impossible. Okay. A man can go talk to a common law grand jury, but a yeah, corporate. I would, I, would, I would go in as a man and create it as a man. Yes. But it, then it would have nothing to do with tax money on behalf of the taxpayers or anything. It would just be for what that man did to you, a man. Okay. All right, I'm done. Yeah, it's just if you start using city bylaws and city codes, then mm-hmm. all the statutes are going to apply, and you're going to get you're going to get swamped by code. So you can't use any code if you're going in as a man, unless it's uh, unless it's an exhibit. You're comparing your beliefs to what the legislation reads. Okay. All right. The council can go after him for tax money. Yep, that's what I was saying about the petition too. However, you want to do it, but get a bunch of people together, get a bunch of people to sign petitions. Get a bunch of people to write letters and put a little pressure on them that way, and right. that might help. But as a, you can't, you can't really go about it as a man taking him into a court of record, not a corporation or the city. There is, there yeah, is exactly. News, there is a newspaper in uh, in the county that does do uh, legal investigations. I could talk to one of their uh, reporters and see if they'll do a report on what is happening with it. Yeah, a little community awareness. Yes, yeah, yeah. But remember, too, you might not want to rock the boat too much until somebody goes in there and fix all this. Make yes. sure you keep your mouth shut, get everything fixed, and once you're all good, maybe stir the pot then. Okay. Yeah, letters keep records of what happens, because it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take probably uh, two months or so for them to clean it out, you know. Yeah, and I'm just thinking there's a chance if you go in there and start opening your mouth and stirring up uh, the hornet's nest, then there could be all kinds of injunctions and other lawsuits, and that could hold up the project for the next 15 years. Yes, and then I won't know how much it's going to cost till after it's done. So, Yeah, and realistically, yeah. you may never see it happen depending on whose lawyer does what. Right, right. So, like you say, I'll wait till it's done and then start. Yeah, uh, with the uh, newspaper and all the other stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Back to that, that was a good one. Back to weather modifications. Uh, like I say, they've been doing it for thirty years. The ski, the ski places have been doing it. Uh, they do it with harp, with the uh, electronic uh, 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 
uh, radio-controlled uh, frequencies they've been doing it with and uh, all kinds of stuff, you know. You can just go on the Internet and put in uh, weather control, and you'll see all the stuff that they've been doing. Anybody have anything happening in court that's been going good or court cases? Yeah, as far as court cases, nothing exciting really, nothing really new with me. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, heard my story earlier on regarding uh, the court case with my son and I. Did you hear me tell a bit of a story? I did, if you're talking to me. Okay, no, it's the other gentleman. The other man, sorry, not gentleman, man. See, that's good. You're catching yourself. Yeah, I'm getting the, I'm, I'm getting the, the the hang of it now, of 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 acting naturally as I should be. Not well, not acting, being who I am. Hey, Mike, uh, in Ontario, are they doing a, a whack load of uh, road construction? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems, uh, I don't get on the highways much. I don't have a car, but, um, yeah, they've been, it seems every summer they do a bunch in the city here. Oh, okay. Cause it's a little overboard right now with the construction election time, eh? <laughs> oh man, yeah. it's crazy. Every other corner has got something going on. They got to spend every last penny of the budget or they, or they get less next year, right? Yeah, I know, but uh, next term, you mean? <laughs> yeah. The the major government. Yeah, it's almost infuriating that uh, that they'd wait to the last minute to to pile this all on onto us. You know, there's it's just frustrating. I I like what they're doing, but hey, man, spread it out throughout 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 the elections, right? Throughout your your term, not just all at once like they're doing right now. Yeah, I Alberta's mean, just getting hit with construction like crazy. Yeah, I, I don't even pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. Is Leo on? Hey, I have a success I can report on. Yeah? yeah. This is Tall Tale. How's it going? How's it going, Mike? Good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'll fill people in on my uh, my case. Uh, back in January, uh, 
here on Long Island, we have a lot of beaches, Long Island, New York, and uh, if you want to surf or fish, you can get a permit to drive your four-wheel drive on the beach. So I recently purchased a Jeep, and uh, it was January. I was kind of anxious to test it out on the beach. So without a permit, I drove on the beach, and not only did I not have a permit, but the beach was closed because to protect a certain shoreboard or something. So I guess I stuck out like a sore thumb because <laughs> when I returned to the parking lot, there were three cop cars waiting for me. Anyway, not a serious uh, offense, but I got like about $400 worth of tickets. And uh, I guess I could have pled, uh, you know, I could have made a deal with the DA and knocked it down to uh, half of that, but I wanted to use it as an opportunity to learn how to you know, go through the process of uh, defending myself with the, in common law. So Mike has been kind of walking me through this the last couple months. And I've been calling in, and he's been telling me what letters to write and to who and such. And uh, I finally, uh, I guess what, I'll, I'll give you the short stories. What worked was the letters to both the police officer and the, uh, the uh, assistant DA. And just writing letters to them, uh, I think, is what worked because the judge would not see me as a man in court. But well, finally, the uh, the DA just recommended a dis- dismissal on my last court visit. You know, was a, and uh, it was a kind of a, I have to be a good boy for six months, so I accepted it. But I, it, and it's going to be dismissed, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I consider that a win. Yeah, that was a That's deal. awesome. Yeah. But I want to run a couple things by uh, Mike and ask his interpretation on it. Mostly in my dealing with the judge, you know, walking up to the judge and my interaction with him. I was <clears throat> kind of don't understand what was going on. For example, um, well, it's interesting, you know, if you, when you go to court, you know, at 9 a.m. in the morning, you go there and and they call out uh, the, all the defendants that have lawyers. They take care of them first, and the lawyers are very proficient. You know, they get <clears throat> they get those cases done pretty quickly. And then they took a 15-minute break, and then they did people uh, like me, <clears throat> so-called defendants without lawyers. And uh, it was interesting because they called me up the first, and I walked up there and. Uh, the uh, the police officer, the bailiff, I guess you call him, is uh, he was just like one pace away from me, and the judge had the uh, assistant DA read out the uh, you know what he wanted to do, and I couldn't really understand him, but I did hear the word dismiss. So I I, uh, I planned on writing down my answers to the judge this time. So I, I, just as soon as <clears throat> I wrote down the word yes, because the judge was asking me if I uh, accept this offer. He's very forceful. And uh, he said I didn't uh, answer quick enough, so he told me to sit down. And then the bailiff starts telling me to sit down. And I I look at the bailiff, who's about my height and my age. I stare him in the eye and say, is that an order? And then I kind of kind of backed off on that and then the judge goes yes that's an order sit down so I went and sat down and I was sitting there wondering uh, 
what was going to happen? Was was they going to have to stay there till four o'clock again, like I did last time? But as it turns out, there are fewer defendants, and uh, they called me up the last one just before lunch. I was the last defendant, and I walked up there, and he asked me my name. He says, "What's your name?" I said, "I go by James Whalen." And then he asked the assistant DA, "What? Can you read that again? You know what your offer is?" And then he. Uh, he, he read it real quick, and I, I asked the judge to. Uh, I told the judge I didn't really understand what he's comprehend what he was saying, so the judge just explained that. You know, if if you get a ticket within the next six months, you're going to have to defend that ticket as well as this ticket. Otherwise, it's, but we'll dismiss it in six months if you you know good behavior. So I accepted it. So that's the story. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Now, the judge never really looked at me as a man, though. Yeah, he uh, he kind of couldn't in his court, and the, the prosecutor is bringing a statutory case. So in the statutory case, the man doesn't exist, but he knew there was a bit of a problem. He probably knew that they didn't really have jurisdiction. So they just made you a deal you couldn't refuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Probably because they, they probably knew I could retaliate man on man. Was, <clears throat> or they just didn't have a case because there was no plaintiff. See, that's why I'm just trying to understand how it works. I mean, in the statutory, they don't need a plaintiff. Is that correct? Um, I'm not really sure. I think they're supposed to, but it's their rules. It's, it's kind of like, uh, if I have a rule, you have to take your shoes off in my house. If I want to wear my shoes, I'm going to wear my shoes. If I want to let you wear your shoes, I'll let you wear your shoes. It's my house, my rules. Uh-huh. So, but if you, if you make it look bad on them, just keep applying the pressure. If you very politely and honorably show them that they have absolutely nothing, that their case is full of holes, they might just want to back down before they get themselves too deep into it. Yeah, I think that's what they do. They just back down. Yeah, I was talking about that a little bit earlier on this call. Um, I find with CPS, if you if you write letters, proper letters, and you send them to the proper people right away before they come and take your kids, they'll usually back right off. But once they take your kids, now they're now they've been caught doing the crime, and so now they kind of have to run with their plan. They have to do everything they possibly can because they've already committed the wrong. So if you can get them early enough. Sometimes they'll back down before they actually do some harm. Yeah, you kind of let, give them notice that you know what's going on. You're going to call them on it in the future, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, this stuff, it, um, it's way more effective if you know what you're doing before you get into a problem. Once you get into a problem and then you try and learn this stuff, then you're kind of... Uh, 
you're you're scrambling from behind to to constantly catch up. You get the letter out, then you study, figure out what you're supposed to do, get the second letter out. You're always scrambling. You're always one step behind. It's Mm -hmm. much better if you can learn this stuff before you have a serious problem. That way you can always try and be one step ahead instead of always one step behind. Being proactive is better than reacting to something. In the case of CPS, too late would be where they have possession of your child, right? Where we're in a criminal case, you're already in jail. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's much better if you know how to deal with an arrest warrant before you're actually in jail trying to get out. You get on bail, now you've got all kinds of conditions and everything else, the whole mess to deal with. Well, for, for a small ticket, this thing, you know, I think I uh, had the court dates delayed twice. It was like seven months later. <laughs> so, but at least, you know, I had to learn as I went along, and I, I think I understand a lot better now. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's, um, I don't know, it's kind of like riding a bike. You can read all the books about riding a bike, but you're never going to know how to ride a bike until you get on there, take your, uh, Take your spills and learn from it. Same thing with uh, letter writing. Your first letter, it's going to suck. Your second letter, it's going to suck. Probably the next 10 after that are going to suck. But once you start writing, you get a little more practice. People rip it apart. You make your corrections. It's the experience that gets you better. Yeah, that. And I also noticed each time I stepped up to the judge, I got calmer and calmer. I mean, at first it can be pretty intimidating. And that's how you shake them up, too. When a man goes into court and he's knowledgeable and confident and calm and polite and respectful, it scares the crap out of them. They're used to people going in there and being scared and taking a deal or hiring a lawyer because they don't know what to do. When they see a man in there calm and confident, it scares the living crap out of them. They can't get you rattled. They can't confuse you. Yeah, I know. They seem so patronizing when they uh, <clears throat> have these defendants up there that are scared. You know, on my previous court date, there was a 20-year girl that went up. I don't know what she did, but when she came back to the gallery, it looks like she's going to bust out in tears, you know. But uh, she probably didn't harm anybody, you know. Probably not. She just didn't know how to be a man. Yeah, if they can... Um... <clears throat> If they can get you to start losing your temper, if they can get you scared, if they can get you confused, they know immediately what's working and what's not working, and they're going to rattle you like crazy. They're just going to beat you up with words. I thought it was interesting when I told the bailiff or asked the bailiff, uh, and he was telling me to sit down. I asked him if that was an order, and then the judge said that's an order. Sit down. <laughs> is, it, uh, do I have the, is there a potential to do anything with that order? I know you don't recommend uh, attacking judges. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's there's different ways of dealing with it. You could ask him if it's an order, and if he says, yeah, it's an order, you could uh, ask him to put it in writing and sign it. Um, but you're kind of pushing your luck a little bit. It's kind of up to you how you want to handle it. Um, if the judge tells me to sit down, I could just ask him uh, a question. Would it? Would anybody mind if I sit right here? Then I'm not actually taking an order, but I kind of leading him to believe I am. He accepted the deal, though, Mike. What's that? He accepted the deal. You know. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that was that was before I accepted it. I had to wait. He made me sit down. Sent me to the corner. That's that's why it's so important to give you a deal you can't refuse. And once you accept the deal, then you can't charge the man for giving you an order because you're there as as a person in under their jurisdiction. Yeah, that's, I, was, I was wondering about that. Yeah. So I kind of gave some, something up there. I kind of accepted being a person, didn't I? To see what happens if. I work at McDonald's and my boss orders me to shove burgers into a bag and shove them through the window for eight hours a day, five days a week. Is he not going to compensate me for those, for that order? I'm under the McDonald's jurisdiction. I'm shoving McDonald's burgers into a McDonald's bag for a living. He's going to compensate me at the end of the week for that order. Realistically, he's not ordering a corporation to go sit down. He's ordering a man to go sit down. I think that's why it's important to have the paperwork in saying, you know, notice of idiot, notice of appearance or an attendance, saying that, that the man is present as well as the, the fiction that you're seeking and any harm to, you know... Any harm that comes to the man, you'll be liable for, or any orders given. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite notices is um, any anyone any any man who places an order upon I or my person bears liability. Uh, yeah, I have that in there. I have that order, uh, that notice in. Yeah, I love that one. It's beautiful. But is the the judge isn't a man. He's a, he's a you know a man acting in the capacity of a judge. But how do you <laughs> you know is he giving you an order as a man acting in the capacity of a judge, or is he giving you an order as a judge? Okay. Well, if I if I order your name to go change my car tire, what's going to happen? Nothing. If I order a piece of paper to change my car tire, nothing's going to happen. If I order a man to change my car tire, it's going to get changed and I'm going to get a bill. So is the judge ordering a piece of paper, a fiction, a unicorn to go sit down? Or is he ordering the man to go sit down? He could also say once served upon I, not my person, in a proper manner, I'll be in full compliance with your order. Put it in writing and hand it to me. Sign it, hand deliver it, I'm right here. Just put in writing and sign it. I'll do anything. 
How I make money, I take orders. Of course, it's probably not a good idea to get yourself kicked out of the courtroom when you have a court date coming up or it comes down to picking your battles if you should probably shut your mouth and deal with court that day. Sometimes you don't want to rock the boat before court, put it that way. You don't want to have another problem to fix. Well, they had trouble getting me and my son to sit down in court, the judge. He kept on telling us to sit down and I'd keep saying, we're, we're okay, we're okay. So much so the clerk kept on telling me, there's a chair behind you guys, uh, sit down. And he kept on repeating it every two, three minutes. So I, I turned around and said to the clerk, there's a kitchen out the back. If you're hungry, go and eat something. So the judge shouted at me and said, uh, I'm going to have you contempt in court now. Sit down. But I just stayed standing. And uh, I didn't move. He just kept on asking if he's the person before the court that's put a claim. And and that was it. They they, they I, I didn't feel that I, I had to sit down. So... I don't know if it works like that with, with every case. I think I think that uh, it was good that I stayed standing and, and didn't give too much attention to them asking me sitting down. I, I found that helped for me. Yeah, it's just um, it's kind of kind of good to just play it by ear see how things go uh maybe push your luck a little bit but not too much but it's kind of good to let them know that you're not just going to be bossed around for fun like if they're going to tell you to do something they might have to work at it or might have to pay you you know what mike it's just exactly how you say i I did i played it by ear because they didn't make so much of an issue after it if they had had done, then I, maybe I would have reconsidered and you know, and, and thought of another uh, way to deal with it. But yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right there. By yeah. Well, and, if you go I, in there, and I, if if I, you go in there and they they tell you to sit down, you sit down. Then they tell you to stand up, and then you stand up, and then they tell you to do this, do that, do the hokey pokey, whatever else they tell you to do, and you just do it now they're in the habit of bossing you around just like they do to everybody else. Yeah. So sometimes you got to be a bit of a pain in their ass just to let them know I'm not going to be asking how high when you tell me to jump. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, I had a little bit of satisfaction and just kind of staring them down on that. Plus, I think they just mugged me. I think they wanted to put me as the last so-called defendant when no one else was in the court. Uh, I don't think they, you know, really gave me a fair t- enough time to answer the question. I felt mugged. Yeah, well, they don't. Uh, they don't want guys like us to be up there talking in front of all the rest of the peanut gallery. They don't want the rest of the defendants knowing that there's something else going on that they're not aware of. They want to keep the dummies in the dark. Damn right, they might you. Correct in every sense, mate. Yeah, I believe that's what was going on, yes. 
just just me finding the paperwork at the court, you know, such a commotion was going on that the manager came and put me in a private room. And I knew exactly the reason being he didn't want everyone else hearing what was being said. Yeah, sometimes you'll go to file a notice into the court and the clerk will give you a bit of a hard time. She'll go and talk to somebody in the back. And if you just casually look, sometimes you'll notice that there's actually three or four people trying to figure out what they're going to do with your notice. So some people are really quick to say, oh, they ignored my notice or they didn't accept my notice or, oh, my notice didn't do anything. Yeah, don't be so quick to think it didn't do anything or don't be so quick to think it got ignored. A lot of people just don't see what the notice did in the background, so they just presume that it did nothing. That's what that's the impression the court wants to give that it's nothing. So yeah, not bringing it up or recognizing it, they want us to believe that it's nothing, but it's there. It's it's there. It's a notice for everyone to see. Yeah, I was um I was talking to somebody else. I think it was uh, last week, and he was telling me that um the judge read one of his notices sat there and thought about it for a little while and actually told everybody in court that she was going to go and talk to her lawyer. I don't know why. I have no freaking idea why she would say that out loud to everybody, but she actually said outright that she's going to go consult a lawyer about this. Her so lawyer, she, she said, I'm going to go talk to my lawyer. So she flipped it without her realizing but that must have got her a little rattled. I, I I still don't see any reason why she would tell the whole world that she has to go talk to her lawyer. That seemed like a really stupid thing for her to do, but... but do you remember what the notice was? I, um, I think that was the notice of liability. Anyone who, um, anyone who acts on my behalf bears liability. <laughs> Sweet. And she had to go and talk to her lawyer about it. Yeah, she had, she, had, she had to know if this was true or not. Yeah, so anybody, everybody on the planet can tell me notices and letters don't work and I'll call bullshit every time. I know they work. I get little tidbits here and there, proof that it works. Oh yeah, that rattled her for sure. Even my wife had to deal with the uh, um, legal department to find out if uh, if she had administered anybody's property, who would be liable—the one who made the order or her—and it all and it all boiled down to her. Well, it's kind of hard to say. Um, like as far as I know. If I'm doing my job to the letter, <coughs> then it's not my problem. It's the boss's problem or the legislation's problem. And then I would be covered under some kind of insurance. However, 
if I know that I'm taking an unlawful order and I know that I'm causing harm, loss, or injury, that's a different story. I think there's a bit of a fine line because the codes don't exist to cause harm to man. And ignorance of the law is no excuse. So the law is pretty cut and dry, but I think they have certain statutory protections as long as they're following the statutory, as long as they're following their rules perfectly. But once you overstep your statutory boundary, now the statutes no longer protect you. If you absolutely cross the line and cause harm, you're at fault. Because a cop is perfect. A cop doesn't cause any harm to man. But if a cop allegedly causes harm, it's really the man who's acting as the cop that overstepped his boundary. And, and that, that's the whole reason for the code. The codes are government, government rules that apply to government employees so the government employees do not harm man. So when there's the, the Child and Family Services Act, that's not laws that the parents have to protect or have to abide by. That's laws that the government put on government corporations so the corporations don't cause harm to man and sue government. We got it backwards. We think that the government rules apply to us. They don't apply to us. They're their rules, what they're not allowed to break. But an outlaw, as it were, is put outside the protection of the law. Meaning if you're robbing banks and breaking the law, don't expect the cops to come and help you and protect you from the old lady beating you with her purse. If you're breaking the law, the law doesn't protect you. So there's a bit of a fine line. Yeah, it boils down to the final decision. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, man's not rigid like uh, the codes and the statutes. Man can move around, and do whatever he wishes. So there's plenty of ways that a man can go about attacking a certain situation. Attorneys, they're bound by certain processes and procedures. A man can do it however he just fly by the seat of his pants. Keep the lawyers guessing. They ain't seen no shit like this before. They don't even know how to answer this. Yeah, it's to, awesome. They can't just go to their magic Lexus Nexus and pull up some kind of some kind of some kind of code or statute to shut me down. Yeah, just like when uh Last time I talked to that lawyer at the courthouse, he was trying to tell me that everyone has to follow the family law rules. And I kept I kept them in the hot seat. I kept asking him, are you telling me that the family law rules apply to a man? 
and he would not answer it. The supervisor was there, the clerk lady was there, and this guy would not answer it. I thought it was great. I asked him flat out, are you telling me the family law rules apply to a man? And he would not answer it. He just kept his big mouth shut. Everybody knew he wouldn't answer it. Ah, Too funny. Right on, Mike. He kept saying, yeah, everyone, anyone. I'm I'm like, everyone? That's ambiguous. It's void. It's vague. It means nothing. And I go, what do you mean everyone? Everyone rock, everyone mailbox? And he just Oh, you sat- mean you? Yeah. <laughs> he just sat there. I'm like, everyone rock, everyone mailbox? What do you mean everyone? Everyone what? And he just kind of sat there with a stupid look on his face. And I asked him, are you telling me that the family law rules apply to a man? And just dead silence. Silence is golden. That's awesome, man. I think people got to get in the habit of that. When the other side says something stupid, call them on it. Don't pretend you know. Don't explain to them what they said to you. Just ask them a very plain, obvious question that no one's ever asked them before. What do you mean by that? Or who told you that? Who says I do wrong? It's a simple question. Call them on it. Use their own words against them. That's exactly what they're doing to us. Whatever they can do to us, we can do to them better. Yeah, asking as a king. Yep, who says I owe a debt? You put the big boy pants on and you accused me of owing a debt. Prove your word. That's all we got to start doing. Just what debt? What harm, loss, or injury? What man? Who says I do wrong? Very simple, basic, obvious question. Yeah, and the key word is who. Yep. Yeah, is that a who or a what? Yeah. I'm a who, sorry. Is is who always pretending to a man? Always? Well, everything else would be a what, right? Like a corporation is not a who. A corporation That's is a right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Like I think we were talking about that last week, too. Yeah, even a dog, a mouse, a bear, an elephant, they're all things. Really, they're not people. They're not a who. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to my That's right. but realistically, man is the only who on this planet. True enough. Yeah, God answered with I am. I like uh, the, the the very short words are always the best. But um, in a nutshell, B, like B-E, yeah. and yeah. am, A-M, mean exist. 
I exactly be, to be. I exist. Let let me be. Just let me exist. Like piss off, leave me alone. Just let me let me be. Yeah. Or if I say I am, I exist. I don't need to add anything else. Yeah. I I could say I am man. Just to clarify, in case you thought that a dog wrote this notice, but. <laughs> That's a good one. Still there? Yep. Oh. Yeah, I think I heard a good. Oh. I think people just need a little more uh, experience, get a little more confidence, just be calm and, and just just be quick with your answers, just let it flow. Oh, yeah. And and the longer you listen to this uh, and go through all the calls and uh, and actually being a part of the calls to help. Yeah, talking back and forth with people and uh, chatting back and forth in the Skype rooms and stuff like that, it all helps. Uh, yeah. Sitting around in small groups and and just beating ideas back and forth, just that's what Mark and I we we haven't done it for a long time, but we used to do that all the time. Mark in Atlanta, he'd call me up and he would play like a ten minute clip of Carl, and we would just sit there and talk about it. I'd be like, oh, oh, oh hold on, did you hear that? And he's like, oh, well, that's a good one. I go, he just said. Anytime you go into that court, you're in there as a defendant in a contract dispute. Holy yeah. crap. And then we just sit there and talk about that for the next hour, two hours. Just one yeah. huge point. We just stop. Like, he just brushed right over that. I bet it went over everybody's head, but that's big. And then we just sit there and discuss it. And that's how you build this stuff in your head. Get a, firmly, a good, firm grasp on it. Just beat ideas back and forth, talk about things. Yeah. Yeah, I found, um, like, I listened to Carl probably 20 hours a day or more. Like, I would go to sleep just episode one after the other, back and forth, back and forth. And after a while, it just ended up so much random information jumbled into my head. And it was actually thinking of like just sitting in, in silence and thinking hard and talking to people. That's the only way to start putting the pieces together in some kind of order. Yeah, I've been quoting uh, in my notes uh, what he has said. And uh, I got a nice list. It's pretty good. Yeah, just... And I... If, if and the earlier has, shows are the best too. Yeah, yeah, I recommend. Uh, One eighty-seven. Yeah, when people first start listening to Carl, I recommend going to Angela's talk show and listen to One eighty-seven, One eighty-eight, and then I think it was One eighty-nine and Two hundred. I don't know what it was, but there was a yeah. few calls right in a row, and then just about every call, like. Uh, 
every call on Angela's show, I'll put it that way, I would start with 181 and listen to every time he's been on Angela's call and then go back to Carl's first calls and listen to all Carl's calls in a row. Yeah, I was looking for those Jack Bauer ones. Uh, what are they under? Um, I, I keep forgetting what his show's called. I think it was the American Reconstruction Project. Oh, okay. Because uh, I would sure like to listen to what he had to bash people about, and I'm sure there's nuggets in there too. Yeah, I don't know. He, um, Jack Bauer, he was a little bit different than Carl, that's for sure. It's... Um, it's kind of funny, though, if you listen to it. Um, he really, really, really bashed cops a lot. And, That's okay. Uh, yeah, he bashed sheriffs and the government and everything. And then you could tell, I, I obviously, it had Carl had a lot to do with it, if not all of it. But you see how he kind of eased up a little bit after a while. And then... Um, I remember correctly, he had some uh, he had some call where he had a bunch of constitutional sheriffs on or something, and sheriffs sticking up for gun rights and all kinds of other stuff. And I guess he got a, a deeper respect for actual proper law enforcement agents. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect to get a whole lot from Jack's show. Uh, like in regards to Carl's style, he's kind of different. But there's definitely some interesting stuff. They're good calls, but I think I would uh, I would focus more on Carl for sure. Oh, I know, I know. Just to go over and above, and uh, just to see uh, um, what Carl was saying on those ones, because definitely yeah. he would have defended uh, the the police for the hard jobs that they have to do and. He would definitely be bashing the people with uh, uh, gun rights and all this stuff, and to tell you know if you want to act like a person, well, okay, you you can try and assert your rights in, in, under those stupid uh, uh, charters and codes and uh, bill of rights and whatever. Go ahead, but they're not meant for you. <laughs> Actually, they are meant for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, and you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, one thing um one thing Carl said the first time I heard it, it stuck with me and I never forgot it. When he said um talking about cops and uh they're supposed to be dealing with persons and shall and they're not supposed to be doing this to man and everything else. But he said, "I know that you'll be the first guy to pro- pull me out of a burning car." Yeah. And and it's true, like, I could be a drug dealer, I could be a bank robber, I could be beating people up all the time, I could be a seriously bad dude. And the yeah, cops yeah. will know my face, they will know my name, and they'll still pull me out of a burning car, even if I made them chase me 30 blocks through the city to catch me. If, yeah. my, if my car catches on fire, they're still going to pull me out of that burning car. God bless those cops. Yeah, and then give you the boots. <laughs> but hey, if they save my life and then beat the piss out of me, realistically, if I'm a bad dude and I deserve it, whatever, I get what I get, right? Yeah. You just made me dawn on something there. 
Um, so they're after persons. So what about the man stepping out of the line of being a a a, a, uh, um, a, per, a good person? You know what I mean? Uh, a law-abiding person. Get what I'm saying? Well, if you're a person, you you frickin' better abide by the law and you better follow the code. Yeah, I know. Be, because they can't see man, they can only see uh, uh, the the um, the code breaking person, right? So they're after the person for it. Well, if you're like if if a cop walks around the corner and sees you punch me in the face, he's got oh, that's every different. Yeah, then yeah. Um, I no, guess I, I said co- code breaking person. Yeah, I guess. I guess technically if he comes around the corner and I'm taking a whiz in the alley, he could try and find the person. But if I let him know that I'm a man and uh, God called, like, what do you want me to do? Nature's calling the big man above, told me it's time to empty this bladder. I didn't do yeah. it on the street or in the park in front of the kids. I I, I, I tried to do it in a yeah, private area. Yeah, and if the guy doesn't want to be a good guy man-to-man, he wants to be Mr. Policy Enforcer, tell me that I didn't follow an ordinance or a bylaw. I don't even know what the frick a bylaw is, but it's not a law, that's for sure. Yeah, but it goes, bo- by goes gonna, both ways, eh? <laughs> yeah, but if, if I wanted to force the issue then, I I would fight it like crazy. Just the point. I I was so polite. I was so honorable. I had a I had a very very good reason, and I even told you there was some forethought as I had to go somewhere where nobody would see me, except you. Good job, officer, Mister Investigator. But yeah. If the guy's still not going to let me go after all that, yeah, I'm going to make him eat that ticket one way or another. Could say You could say my fellow man wants me to be a customer first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, um, see, obviously there's... Uh, different situations and different places and whatever else. But um, I find up here, there was a lot of times where I probably deserved a good cop beating and never got it. And there was a lot of times where I was very polite and respectful with cops and they just kind of turned a blind eye said, yeah, just get out of here. Don't let me see you the rest of the night. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I I don't know. I've had pretty good luck. I've had a few cops that had attitudes, but that's kind of why they get hired. You don't want you don't want uh, little granny knitting to be out arresting bank robbers and stuff like that. So, but generally, I find if you're polite and respectful, the cops are usually pretty polite and respectful. You still probably get your ticket. Yeah. But we know how to deal with that on paper anyway, so whatever. Take your ticket, go home. Yeah. Talk to you and write a proper letter. Exactly. Yeah, all the panic and fear has got to stop. 
People got to stop fearing the paper boogeyman in the mailbox. Open the thing, read it, and respond with a simple question. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite ones of all time is greeting Bob's. Greetings, Bob. Thank you for your letter. Please find a copy and post herein. What do you wish that I do? Just send it right back to him. There you go, Bob. Uh, what was that? Three, four, five pages you sent me? Whatever. Uh, one question. What do you wish that I do? Yeah. Here, take your lawyer hat off and write to me as a man now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He answered me. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I remember when uh, Terry first started this, I was helping him, and uh, I think it was his first letter. There was a couple of questions in it. Um, we did the trick where uh, we quoted one of his statements and then asked him a couple of questions that directly related to his own words. That way we could right. squeeze more than one question in, but... One of the questions was, who is this you that you are referring to? Yeah. And, and the guy wrote back, the you I am referring to is you, Terry. It was just hilarious. You are the you I am referring to. I still don't know who you is. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to play this back and forth. You, 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 you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, do you want another one? Shoot. Yeah, this is Tall Tale again. Uh, <clears throat> last year, I tried to de defend myself uh, against a, a, a uh, camera ticket. So I filed a notice. Um, this is before I, uh, I got help from Mike, so <clears throat> the notice is kind of wordy. Anyway, when I got to court, I asked the judge if he got my notice. He said, he said I, I don't have anything. So then I felt kind of like, uh oh, I guess uh gotta deal with this statutorily or whatever. <clears throat> so I remember well, one thing Carl said was to ask about the uh the evidence being verifiable to be accepted into an appeals court. So I asked the judge, is it not true that uh this this uh this trial can be appealed? And and the judge said, Yes, it is. And it's not true that the evidence has to be verified to be accepted in the appeals court. He goes, yes. And then uh, I asked, uh, then the DA, the assistant DA, was presenting uh, evidence that was uh, uh, certified. And they actually handed me, the bailiff handed me the papers with this, you know, evidence, the certification, whatever. <clears throat> And I told the judge, this, this is just certified. And uh, basically, I didn't know how to bring that home. And I ended up, uh, you know, <clears throat> the judge kind of was mocking me and stuff. So I ended up uh, walking out of there with the tail between my legs and paying the, 
eighty dollars fine. So my question well, is, how could I bring that home? That verifiable thing. Looks like you uh, you, you got yeah you, you had them going the right way. That was awesome. Yeah, for my first try, I thought it was was, but I didn't know how to bring it home. So you know, because I was a rookie. <clears throat> what should I have done? Yeah, take the stand and uh, verify that these uh, the this evidence you you're bringing forth is uh, is true. And where's your witness? Yeah, I told him I wanted to cross-examine the uh, the witness, and he just said it's not a criminal court. So I don't know. Well, you could have asked him. Did you say you say I broke the law? Yeah, you broke the law. Okay, read me the law. Code, statues. Oh, didn't you just say code? That's not a law. I did ask. That's another. I did ask to have the law read, and he said uh, he just kind of shook his head. He didn't want to do it. Oh well, okay. I guess there's no crime here. Bye. Well, I guess I should have just moved the court to dismiss or something. I, you know, I didn't think of doing that. I didn't, I didn't know better. But is that what I should have done? No, go for discharge. You, you dismiss an officer, but until he's discharged, he's out of the army, right? So, discharge on. Just like the, the guy who's done his time, he's discharged from the army. If he's dismissed... He can come back. He, he, they can call him back anytime. Right. Yeah, that's an important. Right? That's an important distinction. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yeah. So go go for discharge. Uh, I wish for this to be discharged, please. Mm-hmm. It is my wish. I require this to be discharged. This is causing harm to me. No man has come forth to say I've done wrong. Yeah. My time is so- worth money. I think my house is on fire. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, the quote. Uh, since then, I heard a quote from uh, Carl. Says, "I wish for this matter to be discharged in its entirety." Yeah, I require. You can require it also. So I should have said that, huh? Sorry. Yeah. I have another success to report. Qualified success, but anybody wants to hear it. Uh, some of you may be familiar with uh, the uh, income tax here in the, the States and Pete Hendrickson. Pete Hendrickson uh, did a lot of research into the uh, IRC, the code and discovered that the uh, the income tax here in the States is uh, actually an excise tax. And uh, only certain people are uh, subject to the code because just like all excise taxes, it's a, you know, you have to enjoy a certain privilege to be... Uh, and, uh, and enjoying that certain privilege, you get taxed for doing so. And that's what the income tax really is. So he's got a lot of, uh, he, he goes strictly uh, statutory. He doesn't do the common law at all. Yeah. Well, anyway, I did I did about five filings, and uh, four of them were successful where I got money back. You know, withheld tax was returned to me. 
And uh, the fifth one, I got a, a frivolous penalty of $10,000. Oh, yeah? So I wrote a letter. Well, I actually let them come a couple times. Each time there was a, about a $100 increase just because of in, interest. So I guess a, by the time it got to uh, $10,200, I wrote this letter. Greetings. I wish to write to the man or woman who has the authority to settle this matter. Please furnish me with his or her address, name and address. Your attention to this matter will be appreciated. So I waited about... Yeah, send, send, send me a bill. Well, I wanted to get the person, the man or woman first. They did oh, send yeah. me bills. They were sending me bills. $10,000. That's not a bill. Has it got a signature on it? No. There you go. It's not a bill. And if it doesn't have your name on it, it says you owe. Correct? No, it has my name on on there. What, at the top? Where, with your IRS, address? This is an IRS bill. Dear Mr. So-and-so, we believe a balance owing... Well... Uh, no, it says you owe. Our files indicate you owe. It'll never, it'll never say your name. They want you to believe it's you. It's actually addressed to you. You know the, you know the Y-O-U? Plural? I'm not, uh, I'm not understanding the distinction you're trying to make. Because I have this yeah, you, got, you, you, you need to figure out who you is. You. You, you, you is not I am man, okay? Well, let me just uh, finish what I started. They, sure. did write, they did write back, and instead of uh, a bill, another bill, they, they want to have it audited on me saying I owe about $1,400, so that's a big improvement anyway. But now I have to learn how to deal with this uh, Invitation for a uh, an audit. So pretty funny that you owe ten thousand. All of a sudden, now you owe fourteen hundred. Yeah, what like, is it? Like hey, there's, there's 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 no real bill there. Nobody can verify what you owe. They just change the numbers on you. They're they're, they're a liar. Well, that's what Pete Hendrickson says that these frivolous penalties are just bluffs. And they try to uh, scare you into uh, sending, you know, cooperating. Yeah. And I think yeah. that simple letter was a, I just called them on it, and uh, I called the bluff. So now they're yeah, trying they're to throwing hooks out there. Yeah. It's awesome. We know the gig is up. Yeah, you need to study who you is, and when you start reading letters that say, "Our files indicate that you." Okay, without putting your name in there, isn't you. Get, get what I'm saying? Isn't the. Um, the singular uh, version of, of, of uh, you is the, thou, and thine. Those are the proper English. When they, when they, when they uh, taught us in school, they went I, you, he, she, it. It should have been I, thee. He, she, it. We, you, they. Correct? 
and then uh, and then the possessive would have been uh, uh, my, thine, um, um, his, hers, its, our, your, and theirs. Correct. Yeah, I think it's important to use the right you know pronouns. <clears throat> I yeah, I know, but you is always plural. Y-O-U is always plural. They screwed with our heads by saying, is this you? When they point at your driver's license and they say, is this you? Well, you're not a piece of paper, so no, that's not me. That's not I. I am man. That's not I am man. That's just a piece of paper. And guess what? I don't own it. <laughs> the government owns that piece of paper. So anytime you see you, laugh at it. Because it, it, it doesn't describe whatever your name is, right? They're not actually pinning you as the one who owns the bill. Owes the bill. Well, it's obvious here they say, Dear James, blah, blah, in all caps, we reviewed your 212 federal income tax return. Any information you gave us and made proposed changes to your tax, as a result, we found that you owe a balance, blah, blah, blah. So is that what you're talking about? Again, and you. There you go. So they would have said, and James owes, Correct. Well, they have my name in all caps. Is that what you mean? So the, in other words, they're treating me as a person. Yeah, that's a fictional name, yeah. But but who's to say that you, that's the right James? Well, they're answering my letter. Yeah. And they also sent you a different amount, right? Correct? Yes. Okay. So unless they're sending you the same amount every time, there might be plausibility there. But they're not. I think I'm just going to keep asking for a real person. Yeah, uh, a real man, yeah. Because uh, like Carl learned from his mother that there's no, no agent's going to sign anything, you know. That's right. They're not going to verify any bills because if they're off by one penny, and that's why the Merchant of Venice was uh, was so important to watch because the guy was demanding flesh, a pound of flesh. So if there's one gram more of flesh, then then somebody would have his head, right? Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So that's why you can't be off more than a penny. And nobody, nobody's going to verify that, right? I'm just wondering who's to, who's to, who, who's to say you you did the income tax uh, correctly. M- might have been a mistake by one digit, and uh, they got uh, and they got uh, and they got all. Oh, we're going to charge you with frivolous. Oh, whatever. Thank you for reading my letter. Thank you for uh, filing it in your paperwork. Do what the hell you want with it. it has nothing to do with me. I am man. People have been telling me I, I have to file. Uh, okay, uh, you file for free? Really? 
Oh, I got to pay a guy to do that? Really? Out of my own pocket? Hmm. Sounds a little one-sided to me, eh? Nah. Yeah, get get a get a man or a woman to verify that bill. Order me to pay it. Yeah, my my next letter is going to be. I still need to, you know, correspond with. You know, I want to do this correspond in writing, and I want to correspond yeah, with just, a woman. Just say I, you don't understand. You don't understand that letter. Who is yeah. the man or woman that's in charge of this case? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I don't understand this letter. I return letter. Who is the man or woman in charge of this case? I don't understand. Thank you. Please correspond by mail. By letter. Yeah. Because of the audit process, they're going to say if you agree, then just pay it. If you don't agree, then we'll uh, an agent will call you. And I don't want to speak on the phone with anybody. Well, that's good that they responded to you. Yeah, it's yeah. Better, than, better than what it was, that's for sure. I, I guess I could just, you know, pay it and be done with it. Because I'm, I'm not, you know... The way oh, but if is, you're going to pay that one, there, what, what about the next bill? Well, you I know what I'm saying? Uh, they actually had a W-2 on me on this, which is which I rebutted the Pete Hendrickson way, but for some reason they didn't didn't they didn't accept it the way they did the other ones. So I, I, I'm probably going to try to uh, rebut it. I'm not going to pay it. I'm just saying I could pay it and be done with it, and that might be a success as well. Or, but I'm not saying I I I wish I wish to compensate. Uh, the the debt uh, I owe, please verify this bill. Now we know you're not saying no. You're being honorable, actually. I I, I wish to I wish to uh, to uh, uh, it's not pay, but uh, there's a better word for pay. Well, they're making an interesting approach. They're saying proposed. Proposed changes to your 2012 Form 1040. And they want me Sounds to... Sounds like they're just they want me to fudging verify. any number they want. They want me to verify... You know, they, they're kind of wishy-washy, aren't they? They want me to yeah. verify what they say is true or, or, or not. And if not, then they invite me to discuss it with them. Uh, I think the word is dynamic, eh? Where it's changing all over, Right. It's not static, meaning hardcore or statute. No, I think it's so. They're, they're just fudging numbers. It's interesting what they're doing. You know, they change. They're changing tactics. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, uh, they're hoping that you're going to bite on this one, and then while well, he bit on this one, let's give him a new one. <laughs> I'm sure they get a percentage to every time they bring in revenue. Yeah, just say, uh, so really, who say I owe debt? 
just ask them who say I owe debt. And first things first, just just ask for a man or a woman because you don't understand that piece of paper in the first place, right? It's not I your property, it's theirs. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do, a short letter like that. <clears throat> yeah, because it's called intellectual property. Any any uh, forms, um, any... Um, yeah, anything written by them is is by a corporation is called in, intellectual property. You can't use it. It's all copyright. Copyright. Well, what's the significance of that? Well, the the significance is is you didn't write it. You cannot interpret it. If I wrote you a letter and forgot a comma, and you took it the wrong way. And I didn't interpret it for you. You would never know what I said. You, you'd only think the way you thought. Correct? Okay. So why would you understand the, the piece of paper in front of you? Carl always said, thank God my dad did not know how to read. Because nothing that, that was on paper, the man could ever read or interpret or think what it was. All he knew is, man, this shit can burn. <laughs> I could light a fire. <laughs> right? Or I could wipe my ass with it. There, there, there's, there's some use for it. I hope that ink doesn't uh, stain my butt. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand what that piece of paper says. And who is you? Who who is James blah blah blah? That's not how you write your name anyway. That's pretty diminished. You know about that, eh? All caps? Capitus diminish diminis? Diminimus, whatever it's called? Or maximus. Capitus Yeah. It's the most diminished form of writing your name. All caps. Makes you a slave. Uh, who, who am I talking to? Oh, my name is Eric. Eric, okay. What's your... Uh, Canada. What's your name, uh, your uh, your fake name on the, on the board here? Eric77. Oh, Eric, oh, you got your real name. Good. Eric, oh, yeah. what, do you, what do you think about... Uh, do you know anything about cracking the code in Pete Hendrickson's discovery? No, I don't. I just know what Carl teaches. Yeah, okay. Yeah, being a man, and uh, why, why should you give something for nothing? We had a discussion about uh, voting, uh, uh, me and my wife. She said to her friend, we don't vote. She says, oh, uh, why not? Well, we don't like who, who, who who's uh, going to try and run the country. Well, you're supposed to pick the lesser of the three evils. I said, oh, is that right, eh? So if a man says he's going to murder your child or the next guy is he might murder he might want to murder your child and the other guy says well I don't want to but I have to which one are you going to vote for what's the difference they're all liars thieves and crooks so we don't vote besides I don't want to be liable for what they do to the to the public and the people around on this earth either it's exactly what Carl said. Are you registered, uh, the, are God, you registered no. to vote? Nope. Nope. 
And every time they do a census, I tell them to go stick that up their arse too. You get nothing from me. Nope, I do not believe in government whatsoever, especially when they're lying thieves. Which they are. Yep. What bothers me is uh, the government buildings aren't owned by Canada. They're uh, owned probably by their buddies that they lease uh, office space from. Again, money out the window. All the furniture's leased. Money out the window again. Running a debt. Money out the window. Not printing your own money. Money out the window. Letting bankers run this world. Letting bankers uh, uh, acquire uh, um, uh, security and, and, and power with, with money that has no significance whatsoever. They get it all for free. They didn't have to fork over a bar gold for it. <clears throat> yeah, that's all, all they're doing is acquiring gold, 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 gold. That's fine. Whoever owns all the gold bears all the liability anyway. That's okay. Jesus Christ is coming, and uh, in the end of his book, uh, we win. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen in our lifetime. Yes, it will. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's going to happen uh, minimum uh, probably no more than 50 years. Because uh, it's specifically written in Revelations, no man shall buy, sell, or trade without the mark of the beast. So the minute we go to a cashless society, that is going to be the ultimate uh, uh, mark. But the only way to take the mark is to renounce Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior anyway. So that's a choice. Well, we can still uh, stop that from happening. No, you can't. It's already been written. Trust me, the New World Order, taking Jesus out of uh, God out of the schools, teaching our children uh, about God, it's already begun uh, in the 1960s. And uh, uh, allowing schools to teach our children, that's the worst thing ever. They have not taught one decent shred of truth. Instead, they teach evolution. The, the Christians are going to be persecuted. You'll see. It's, it's starting now. I just found out... Uh, they want to make New Mexico uh, Islam state. You guys got a Muslim in uh, in power now. The only thing he hasn't done was allow people to uh, to, to cut people's heads off legally, <laughs> and that's what the Muslims will do. They'll cut your head off if you don't bow to Allah. And Mecca, 
Jesus said, follow me. And to coin the phrase, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Praise God. I just learned something new in the Bible there. Uh, Jesus was making a statement. It is uh, the will of my Father I do these things. And he said it between two and three witnesses. Because if you say it by yourself, nobody can accredit what you said. That's why you need witnesses to go to court. The wit to testify that, that that's what was said, that what was that's what was done. By the wit by the testimony of two and three witnesses it can be established. Well, the King James Bible used to be the law in our country. Yes. <clears throat> I'm going to have to... Uh, yeah. uh, I haven't read that book much, but uh, they say it's, it's basically a law book. It's everything book. teaches exactly how to live, how to, how, how to love your neighbor how to how how to please god so if you want to be christ like serve serve like is serving i don't know anybody else who puts this much time and effort into you know, talking through everybody else's problems. I think emotions betray us the most. How we feel from one one minute to the next. It's one of our downfalls. got something I'd like to put out to everybody out there um, as far as like witnesses to like a void order uh, what type of liability are they accepting by being a witness I mean what kind of backlash you know I wouldn't want to put anybody in a position where where they would be uncomfortable witnessing what's called like quorum nobis or, or the, the four witnesses of your void order? Well, you can take the order and bill them for it. Or you can void it and say uh, that's an un unattainable uh, order. Like, you might as well ask me to fly to the moon with my fingertips. Right. Well, what I'm saying is I'm I'm voiding an order that was already issued by a judge. But to do that, I have well, to set up 
for him, though, you know, set up before the record, which is the four witnesses to... Just get him to sign a piece of paper. Notice, I void order. Right, but the, the concern that I have is I don't want them to accept any liability for my beliefs. I just, you know... Why would... They're only witnessing a void order. They're only witness. They're only a witness. I kicked the ball. Did you witness that? Yes, I did. Okay, write it down right here, please. Eric kicked the ball. What liability do they bear other than witnessing I kicked the ball? That's the question I had is would the, you know, would the court... There's no no liability. You can get 50 people to witness it, too. I void order. Do you have to put a reason down for it? Do you believe it will harm you? Hello? Yeah, I've got plenty of reasons backing up the the main concern that I have. Will it harm you? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Well, void the order. Or... Take the order and bill him for it. And until he pays, there's no order. If I don't pay for my meal at McDonald's, I'm not getting my Big Mac. If I don't pay for the order, I don't get it. Correct? Absolutely. Even in their codes and statutes, there's no involuntary servitude in this country. Otherwise, you'd be called a slave. And they abolished slavery back in the 1800s, didn't they? Or 19... can't remember. When did Lincoln... Uh, Lincoln do his thing? Yeah, the Emancipation Proclamation, I don't believe that freed anybody. I think that uh, enslaved everyone equally. Yeah, I know, but they... they need to not harm men. That's what all that crap was for. Right. More rules for the good administration of government. That's right. And man is the creator. They cannot define the creator, nor can we define God as our creator. We're... we're, we're uh, God's enjoyment only. If he created us to worship him, that's what we do. We worship him. The government was created to worship man. We created it to aid man. Correct? So, government cannot harm man. As long as you you don't harm another man, injure him, or cause loss to him. So if the order is going to harm you, avoid it. And get 60 people to witness it. If 60 people witnessed it and signed it, obviously they, they, they agree with you. That make any sense? 
Yeah, I just, uh, you know, my, like a, it goes back to the same thing. My only concern was that a court at some point would be able to summons all the witnesses to, you know, harass them at, at a later time. If they want to, they could. But you make sure that uh, your witnesses charge them for it, for uh, disrupting their daily lives. That's all. You got ten signatures on a piece of paper. Um, it's pretty much its value there. You're not going to uh, call anybody, and trust me, if that's not verified, I don't know what isn't. What is? And as far as being a witness, I mean, going back to it's it's what I did. I kicked the ball. It has nothing to do with they kicked the ball. They just witnessed that I'm voiding the order. That's all. Yeah. I kicked ball. Did you see me? Yep. Okay, sign your name. I void order. Did you see that? Did you read this piece of paper? Okay. That's why you say, I have fully read... Above statement. Sign. 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 Whoever wants to sign it. Just like the uh, Declaration of Independence. How many guys signed that piece of paper? Are we going to go... Are we going to exhume them out of their graves to say, did you really sign that? Did you witness that piece of paper, parchment paper? No, we took it for face value. All these years. Correct? This goes back to they don't have to believe the same thing. Pardon? They don't have to believe the same as I do. They just have to witness that I believe it. Uh, well, your beliefs and, and, and what and, and, and the document that you're that you're providing in before your witnesses are a different thing. If you if you claim that you saw an alien and and you want witnesses to to declare on this date that you wrote on a piece of paper that you saw an alien on this date so for future times, we can go back and say, yeah, remember on this date, I told you that I saw an alien? Well, you're witness to my saying that. Is that clear? Your beliefs are your beliefs. No one's saying uh, 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 you're wrong, but... The claim, the claim of you believing and saying it on this date is 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 what you're witnessing. So on this date, I claim I vo- I void uh, order of 
of so-and-so. And you need witnesses. But I'd rather just send them a bill. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do your order. Here's a bill for my order for your order. Pay up front. And once the uh, the uh, the sum is uh, is total and complete, paid. You know, go set go set up the rest of your life with it, and then uh, go go fulfill the order. Now take every everything into account. Is someone uh, you love going to miss you? What's what's the harm going to cause cost uh, that that person? Put that in the bill too. Is your dog going to miss you? Yes, you have to pay somebody to take care of your dog. Okay, he's not cheap. Put that in too, uh, in the bill. Itemize statement of bill. Make it ten pages long. Make it worth uh, fifty billion dollars. You have a contract now. I'll fulfill your order, but I need I, I need uh, payment first. Take care of my affairs, so nobody gets harmed. No man gets harmed. Other, you know. Got to pay a gardener to water my lawn. Got to find somebody to take care of my estate so that the carpenter can come put cupboards in my house. Or just write a letter back and say you don't understand. Hello? I'm here. No involuntary servitude. Carl always says, oh, order? Yeah, give me the order. He always said that. He never never talked about void orders. It was uh, Maurice that was big on uh, voiding orders. Carl says, yeah, you could do that. But he says, uh, take the order. He he ne- Carl never says no. There's always a yes attached to it, but there's a stipulation to that yes. 
He's all about serving men. How how can I uh, how how can I compensate the injured party? Please have the injured party step forward and verify his claim before this court, so I may compensate him for the wrong that I've done him. It's not. I don't see a witness here. I'm out of here. None of, none of that. It's always always honorable. I wish to compensate the man or woman that I have injured and caused harm, injury, or loss to. Please have them step forward so I may face my accuser. There was no injury or, or loss in my issue. I, I know, but I'm just saying that Carl doesn't void orders. He accepts them. But he's not going to do the orders for free. Right. Okay? But, like, in my case, the order includes a year's suspension of my wife's driver's license. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which <laughs> is uh, costing me, a, you know, an ear chewing every day. Yeah. That, that Unfortunately, that's their property. So you're going to have to ask them if they want to cause you harm. I believe uh, by by this action... You will be causing I and my and my uh, uh, property harm. Your wife, right? Right. Yeah. Do you wish to cause I and my property harm? So that's the question you need to ask them. Do you wish to cause I and my property harm? Because without without uh, the stupid piece of paper, you get caught down the road and the cop's going to haul you out of the car. Throw you in the clink. How are you going to get your groceries at, gro- groceries at home now? How are you going to get to work? How are you going to get money? Still no man come forward to claim that I have done him or her wrong. Yes, you got some letters to write. And you can't tell them what to do with their driver's license. Just tell them they're going to cause you harm.
Is that a better way of wording it? You still there, Mike? Yeah, I'm back. I got dropped a while ago, but. <laughs> For this gentleman on here, did you did you hear uh, what he wants to do? Yeah, the um, all the witnesses are doing is witnessing your signature. Yeah, and his intent, right? No. It's got nothing to do with any of that crap. It's they're they're watching him sign his name on the document. That's all they're witnessing is that he signed that document. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Good, good. But should he write to the judge and say uh it's going to cause him harm if he does what if his actions are uh Are going forward, forward? Well, I think he's already got all his reasons why he's voiding the order. I think he's just worried about them coming back after the witnesses. But the witnesses, Yeah, they won't do that. But the witnesses aren't saying what the law is. The witnesses aren't agreeing with his beliefs. The witnesses aren't doing anything crazy. All they're doing is saying, I saw him sign that paper. Yeah. That's all that's all they're doing is pointing across the courtroom and saying, I saw that man sign this document. That's all I wrote. So they're not they're not stirring up any trouble. And if there was any harassment, that's all kinds of bad, like witness tampering or intimidation, threats and extortion. Like they can't be chasing witnesses down and harassing them. I don't honestly think they would ever try, but I think that'd be pretty quick to shut them down. That's all I was worried about. Yeah, they're not they're not trying to push anybody to do anything. They're just witnessing that you did sign that paper. But Eric brings up a good point about Carl, you know, accepting the orders, always saying yes, conditional acceptance, you know, the. Uh, I kind of like that route, but I just think it's it's easier to just avoid the order. Yeah, you could. Uh... You could conditionally accept the order uh, upon proof that they actually had jurisdiction in the first place. That's a bit of a kick in the balls. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like I had my notices in. I told you right from the very beginning a man was coming in here. You knew there was going to be a man here. I told you loud and clear I was a man on paper by voice. I don't know what it takes for you people to get it through your thick freaking head, but you never had jurisdiction. Sorry. 
I'll accept your order. Okay, fine. You want to order me to make you 100 hamburgers? No problem. Prove that you have the authority to order me. Because if you don't have the authority to order me, I still might do it, but it's really going to cost you. If you think that I'm an employee of yours or you're my daddy, okay, I'll carry out the order and you'll compensate me. But if I'm a man and you're ordering me as a man, that's really going to cost you because it's kind of ridiculous. Like that's the whole point of you putting in the letters and the notices beforehand is to warn them. I'm a man. When I attend court, a man is going to be walking in there. And if they were fully aware and they did they did something stupid against the legal person, they're trying to force the man to pay, well, there's a problem. If they're trying to force either you or your person to pay some kind of fine or whatever else, they still have to have jurisdiction one way or the other. Nobody proved that you were under the driver's license to begin with, correct? Have they entered a uh, certified document that wasn't verified? And well, they like, your I was thinking. It didn't have your signature on it, right? No, I, and I even told the, you know, the man acting as prosecutor. I said that that's not my. Uh, I'm not the author of that piece of paper. I can't testify or I can't verify it. What was your? What was the document? The certified abstract of your driving record. Oh, the person's driving record. You're a man. Exactly. Yeah. Well, see, there's another point, too, is if they're saying that the defendant, a legal person, is in court because of a contract dispute, then they're going to have to be able to produce the contract. And they're going to have to show somehow that you're actually operating under that contract. But before we get there, as far as I know, maybe the state of XYZ created the legal person, or maybe the lawyer society created the legal person. So who's liable for that legal person anyways? I am man or the government that created it? I don't know if your employee did something wrong, you're liable for your employee, not me. Absolutely. So there's a lot of ways of looking at it. They all point to common sense. Simple. Right to the right to the meat of the matter. Especially if you laid the groundwork. That's the whole point of sending the letters and notices. If you laid all the groundwork, stand on it. That you built it for. Who was that guy? He sent like a bill to, you know, Secretary of State or something and, and said, 
<laughs> you know, I've been acting as a person for, you know, 50 years and following all these rules, and here's your bill. Yeah, that's awesome. I think all kinds of people should do all kinds of things. Like, um, if the state believes that your car is their motor vehicle, then start sending them a bill. Oh, I just put new tires on your car. Oh, I just put gas in your car. Start sending the state the bill. Okay, if you if you say you're the owner of that motor vehicle, then you put the gas in it, you put the tires on it, you do the brake jobs. I'll just send my bill in, my receipt. You guys can send me the cash. Right, if they want to treat you like an employee of their corporation, start writing off all the expenses. That'll get them. There's a common sense gold nugget. They don't pay attention. Next time you go to next time you go to court, give them the taxi bill. Yep. Hey man, you want to, you want me to operate this person for you? Well, I'm not doing it for free. Especially all this liability you're trying to dump on me for your your corporation or your employee. Why am I signing for your employee? You see, there, there's another thing. If you're operating under a license, they obviously have your timesheets because you'll be a, a government employee and all your timesheets and everything else, your pay records, it'll all be public record. So if you were actually operating under the license, they would have your timesheets and your punch clock, whatever, their, your payroll records showing that you are on the job, working, ready for being penalized for not following their policy. Yeah, where's my office? Yep, so if they can't show you the timesheets, they can't show you your payroll, your pay stubs, to prove that you are working for the government under a license at the time of the stop, and, and look at the bright side, if they do produce the magic payroll record, you got some money coming to you, a lot of it. Send them a bill. Find out how many hours you've been operating as a person for. Send them a whopper of a bill. You guys forgot to pay me. Yeah, start offering to... Um, fill out the taxpayer's tax forms. You guys pay me, no problem. I'll fill out your forms for the taxpayer. They'll hold me liable, though. You want me to spend my time filling out your nonsense forms? No problem. Pay me. I'm not an accountant, so I'll charge what an accountant charges per hour, except since I'm not an accountant, it's probably going to take me about 10, 15 hours. So pay me up front, I'll get right on it. 
can put 50 blank forms in one envelope and mail them to me, and I'll fill out all 50 of them, charge you by the hour. Of course, I won't be taking liability for any of them, but I'll fill them out. You'll pay me. Make sure the check isn't over 2000 otherwise you can't put it in your personal account. <laughs> Money mark. <laughs> So how you been, Mike? You get your living situation settled? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean kinda of doing other stuff for a few days. I haven't uh haven't been on Skype at all, like probably two full days now. Kinda of catching up on everything else I've been neglecting. Kinda of good taking a bit of a break. It's been nice working again. Yeah, you uh, disappeared for quite a while there. Yeah, it's hard work, you know. You you get home, you barely make it off the couch before you're asleep. Barely make it out of the shower. Yeah, especially that line of work. You you take the work while it's there, eh? Yeah, you got to. I got about 40 cords of wood stacked up, ready to go for the winter. Cool. I've been buying uh, conveyor belts and, you know, conveyors for uh, (laughs) trying to get it set up, so... When I get old, I don't have to do a whole lot, but hit the button. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's much better when you can use your head and, and plan before before time, eh? I've got a tennis elbow from throwing firewood, and I don't even play tennis.
It was kind of a quiet call tonight. Yeah, it's a holiday in Canada. I forgot. (laughs) I'm working. Lots of vacationers on the road, though. After this weekend, you'll be uh, getting swamped with calls for speeding tickets (laughs) and unsecured loads. I just think it's funny. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's funny that, uh, you know, third time driving on a suspended license, you know, 20 tickets, you know, all all these different court dates and everything. I can go down to DMV for like $200 and do the whole restoration of my license (laughs) and get it back if I wanted to, but. That's kind of funny, though. Yeah. You Everybody, could, yeah. Just stubborn. You could, you could get the person's license back. Right. I just think that opens up, you know. You know, give like gives credence or, or shows proof that you're up. You know, not that you're operating on your license because, like you say, they can't pull up time records and say you're on the clock. And but I'd rather just not have it at all. Well, you'll go have to go find an insurance company that'll insure insure you. You can run it that route, or just open a an escrow account and put money in escrow, or put or buy a bond, put money into a bond or some kind of a trust fund, just for that specific purpose. 
that'll cause them a bit of a problem when they say, oh, driving with no license, driving with no insurance, driving with no this, no that. And you could say, well, actually, the person has a license, but I'm not operating under any license. I'm just a man going from point A to point B. Then you can say, oh, the property is registered and the property is insured through an escrow account. It's still your property. Obviously, no man or woman named the state of XYZ is going to come into court and say they own your car or they have a vested interest in your property. By that time, you'll have a little more studying about being a man. You'll have a little more idea about separating the man from the person. And at that point, you would have that license at your disposal. You could operate through that license anytime you choose. Or you could show that license. And when the cop says, uh, let me see your driver's license, you could ask him if it's in order or not, you could hand them the driver's license and say, I believe this belongs to the state, but I'm not operating under any license at, at this time. And if he wants to give you a ticket, okay, write me a ticket, go home, write a letter. Then you clearly told them you weren't operating under a license. You're just a man going from point A to point B in your property, but he ordered you to show a license. You told them it belongs to the state. I'm not liable for this. Don't tell the cop you're not liable for it, but let them know it belongs to the state. Let them write it in his little black book. Uh, this guy was going off some about the state owns the license. He wasn't operating under any license, blah, blah, blah. I gave him a fine anyway. Beautiful, your own words. Thanks, officer. Bob.
Hello, Mike. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Tall Tale. <clears throat> I have a question. I have a follow-up question about a gentleman asked about uh, getting witnesses, the process of getting uh, people to witness for you. And you answered that question one way. But uh, talking about the traffic stop, maybe uh, think of something else. Suppose you have you're stopped by on the road by an officer, and there's you have two passengers, and you and you speak to the officer as you did. You know, is that an order? And you tell him this. You know, I don't own the license. It was issued by the state of New York, or whatever. And he gives you a ticket anyway. <clears throat> Now, how do you uh, approach your passengers and ask them to witness what they saw? Do you just <clears throat> do you tell, ask them to answer these, you know, give them a few questions to answer, and have them uh, and, and then make give them an affidavit, or would you actually ask them to come into court someday? <clears throat> I wouldn't even bother. I would just keep it quiet. All this stuff about witnesses, everything else, you're not, you're not trying to scare them away. You're being polite and honorable and you're letting them know. Uh, uh, I believe these tickets, this ticket was issued in error. I, I was not operating under any license at the time of the stop. I was a man going from point A to point B in my property. And I would send them a, another letter saying, I apologize if I offended you. That was not my intent. Please forgive me. Kindly send me a bill for any harm, loss, or injury or any services you provided so I can compensate as soon as possible or something. And in just those two letters, it's going to show that you're a man, that you already, well, you can word it so you already told him but you're telling him again in that letter that you weren't operating under a license. You were a man going from point A to point B. So now you're a man not operating under a license. He knows there was no harm, loss, or injury. He's not going to be able to produce a contract. Um, you've apologized if you've offended him. He's not going to say you did offend him. You're not saying what you may have done to offend him, but you are saying it wasn't your intent if you did, so... It wasn't intentional. Might have been a mistake if it did happen. If it did happen that he was offended for something that we don't know about. And then when you've asked for the bill, he can't send you a bill. One, because he's paid by the taxpayer's dollar, so he can't take private money for providing a service. And you haven't damaged any property, caused any financial loss. So he, he's already shown that there is no bill. Um, that's pretty much the matter settled right there in two simple letters. And your witnesses are just there. You're not telling them what to witness. You're not reminding them what they've witnessed. They just saw what they saw. Hopefully somebody's recording it on their phone, audio at least. It's never really polite to be shoving a video camera in a cop's face, but if you can get an audio recording, that's good. But uh, the, there's a chance that the cop's going to put something in his in his notes anyways. 
but I wouldn't be getting into a long conversation with them. I would just be very short, very polite. Um, just let them know those few simple things and take your ticket and go home. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 <clears throat> I tried that and it works for me. I guess I didn't ask my, my question. Remember the idea, the, the idea with the letter writing in private, man-to-man, is to make sure that this doesn't go to court anyway. Like, you hopefully won't even have to mention it. But if it comes up, you can mention, not that you had passengers in the car, because now you are operating under a license. Passengers, commercial, you're a bus driver, a taxi driver hauling passengers. So you might have friends, you might have companions, you might have your fellow man in the car. You might just refer to it as you and your property. I am man and my property. The car is my property. The things in it are my property. If another man or woman is going to come forward and say, my mother-in-law is not my property, is it your property? That's the whole thing. There's no man on the other side. I think the best way to uh, talk to a cop is say, hi, man. How may I serve you? Or uh, I don't know if you're here to serve me or protect me, but I believe protection is a service. Either way, I don't require any services from you. Good one. Oh, is my car on fire? Where's the emergency? Yeah. <laughs> Oops, so I got another mailbox hanging from my bumper. <laughs> <laughs> is my leash on the bumper? <laughs> Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote letters like that to the uh, man acting as police officer, but I also told the uh, prosecutor about it. And then I told him that the matter was settled in private. I think that helped. You, you, haven't, you haven't heard anything back from that yet? Um, well, like I reported I, uh, earlier, I, 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 the ticket was dismissed. Oh, yeah, 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 right. But what I was trying to get to, there was someone uh, earlier asked, you weren't here at the time, asked about uh, getting witnesses. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about what the process is, too, because I don't really... Uh, I mean, I, I think an affidavit from witnesses is good enough. That's what you want to start with, and then they can call a witness in the court if need be. Is that true? No, I, you don't get anybody to do an affidavit. No, why not? Affidavits what lawyers do. It's their paperwork. Statutory crap. Legal term. Well... <clears throat> When I read about common law and other what, areas... What, what is, what, first of all, so this will make sense, What what is it that this man or woman is witnessing? Or these people, what are they witnessing? Well, um, what Carl recommends, like when you go to, uh, you know, file something, 
you know, you have a couple people there that are witnessing it, or uh, maybe you just, you know, if you go into, you know, the clerk's office, whatever. And uh, I'm just wondering uh, what the process is. You don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, it's not that. There's a million different things. Like uh, you weren't, you didn't say what the event was that was being witnessed. Like it could have been a bank robbery, could have been filing a notice, it could have been a void order, it could have been anything. So I just wasn't sure how to answer it because the situation would be different. But as far as filing something, I would just say to my neighbor, hey, John, you want to help me out for an hour? I just got to go to the courthouse and file something. I just want you to be there to watch and listen. And if he says, yeah, no problem, then he comes with me. We go into the courthouse and I say, I got to put these in the file. Here's the case number. There's the parties. There's the date. There's my signature. And if she gives me any crap, handle it politely and calmly and just have a witness there. Probably have it audio recorded as long as you're in a courthouse that allows cell phones. But uh, I don't know if there's really a whole lot of process to having somebody witness something. Like even if you're making a payment and they want the whole amount in full, just bring a witness, go in there and say, I want to put 50 bucks down on this money I owe. And if they say, no, we're not taking it. Then you take off and you write a letter. Greetings, Bob. I was in the store yesterday and I tried to pay you and you told me, don't worry about it. My money's no good there. And wait for Bob's letter back. And just keep your mouth shut about your witness. And if it ever comes to court, bam, you got a witness. They weren't expecting that. Oh, yeah, I forgot there was somebody there that day. Damn it. You don't always have to show your card. The whole idea is to beat this before it goes to court. Settle in private, man to man. Settle with your brother. Like you don't have to go threatening with lawsuits. You don't have to tell everybody you got a whole pile of witnesses and you don't have to tell all these people everything all at once. Keep it very short, simple, very obvious questions, right to the root of the matter. I guess it was just a general question because I don't know when uh, <clears throat> it would require a witness. I just know Carl has spoken about it. I'm <clears throat> trying to get more insight into it. Well, it's just every situation's different. You can't lump everything all in one. Um, one thing that you can count on is a competent witness has to be impartial, meaning they're not your family or somebody that is going to actually get some kind of profit or benefit from you winning. So if they lie, they're going to get paid kind of thing. And they, you can bank on that they have to be 18 or age of majority, whatever that would be. Depends, I guess, statutory common law. There's a difference there. 
but um and somebody <clears throat> that's not on the record is crazy somebody that's uh sound mind however you want to refer to that as um but see i like i was talking about earlier with the void order um mo says four witnesses to your signature voiding the order so all your four witnesses are going to do is probably sit there i don't know it'll be all read out what the document is or pass the document around so everybody gets to read it and just sign your name to it and then pass the paper around and get all the witnesses to sign their name if you got four witnesses that said they saw you sign that document apparently it becomes public law four people in the community say yeah that's a stupid order i guess i don't know I'm not exactly sure what the full idea is behind it but if mo says four signatures i would research it but four signatures it is so i can pretty much guarantee a most on his research i think so, that comes uh, Coram Nobles from. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I haven't researched the Coram Nobles or uh, I don't know, I don't research habeas corpus or corpus selecti or any of that other Latin stuff, but I have a, a rough idea what most of it is, but I'm not really familiar with a Coram Nobles. But it'd be good for somebody to post in one of the Skype rooms as a CF in the void orders room if that hasn't been done already. I'll give it a shot. I believe I also heard it from Mo. Um, like if you get, uh, if you, like, say, say you get a jury of 12 who make a judgment against you, then get 24 witnesses to just void the, the jury's decision. Bam. Never okay, well. 12 people thought that they were going to pull something funny. So 12 people plus 12 people more said, nah, that ain't going to fly with us. I didn't know you could do that. Neither did I, but holy crap, this stuff's getting exciting. <laughs> Next we'll have the, the Green Bay Packers against the... <laughs> But yeah, there's there's all kinds of ways of looking at it. Um, like, okay, the guy in the black dress, he's getting paid to show up and work at a public building. Obviously, it's not his house. He doesn't get paid to sit at home. It's not his building. He's going there and getting paid. Oh, yeah, by us, the people. It's a public building. He's a public servant. We put him there to do stuff for us. 
So for him to be barking orders at us and throwing us in cages is like yelling at God and throwing God in a cage because he made it rain on a Wednesday. It's ridiculous. Like for them to just automatically think they own us and they just put us in cages when they feel like it. Everybody knows that God created man. Everybody knows that man are all created equal. And then somehow we let this guy order us into a cage. Kind of strange. We routinely take orders from our public servants and we don't get paid for it. While we're paying them, we're paying them to give us orders to do for free. It's hard to uh, wrap your mind around that, but it's it's true. It's the way it is. We've been brainwashed to think the other way. Yeah, just think of um, just think of all the uh, high up, like the Department of Justice and all that. Just think of them as like the Boy Scout leaders. And then you got all the lawyers underneath you, whatever the the Boy Scouts and everything else. And then you got these certain Boy Scouts that wear a different uniform and they run around and they write demerit tickets to all the other Boy Scouts. Now, all of a sudden, these Boy Scout policy enforcers are running amok all over the outside and they're they're giving all these Boy Scout citations to every man and woman on the planet instead of just giving Boy Scouts tickets for not following Boy Scout rules. They're just presuming we're all Boy Scouts now. And then we run into their little Boy Scout tribunal, their little pretend court. We go get little foot flipper wing to make some kind of judgment against us because we didn't properly get our fire starting badge or some no campfire badge for you. Just a little time out in the dunce, the dunce cap in the corner or whatever they want to do. Because I signed up. Wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. Who are you people? Where are all these funny codes you're talking? Fortunately, the Boy Scouts don't have a jailhouse and a police force. Yeah, but we're still not part of their club unless we agree to be. And about 98% of the time we do, probably. But accepting that dismissal, you know, you're accepting that you're going to be a good boy and follow all your fire starting badges and everything. And if you don't, then they're going to prosecute you for that ticket yeah, but but I when I was helping Diana lady when she got that notice <clears throat> that the other side uh voluntarily dismissed their motion 
or whatever it was that they did, I thought that was great because it's over. So what I did was I wrote a letter and said, I agree to allow the status of your case to remain as as voluntarily dismissed so long as no one from you or your agency uh, ever comes back to cause harm in regards to this matter again, something along those lines. Basically, I'll let you, I'll let you have it dismissed, but don't you ever come back and harm me. And they didn't respond to me. That's a contract. I warned you ahead of time. Don't frickin' do it. But I don't think they're gonna ever come back. That's something you wrote because it was a, a dismissal and not a discharge. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, well, she was she was never under their jurisdiction. She never <clears throat> she never claimed to be a defendant or a respondent or anything like that. Um right from day 1, she was a woman and uh her daughter was property and her grandson was property right from the very beginning and there was not one single day in court nobody actually took possession of the property so they pretty much called it quits before it got real ugly before they actually crossed the line and robbed somebody of their kids they decided this woman is a hassle i don't know who's writing letter for letters for her and I don't know who that mean guy from Virginia was on the phone. <laughs> Carl Lentz, Google it. <laughs> but, yeah, I think they knew from what Carl was telling her on the phone and from what I was writing for her, they knew, just stay away from this woman. She's bad news. Hey, good job. That's why a lot of this stuff, you're way better off if you can be ahead of them. Let them get a bit of a taste of what's to come. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Thanks again to Leo for putting those calls on his talk shoe page. But uh, when CPS lady started calling him, he was he was on it right from the very start. She's like, yeah, we got to have a little meeting. And he's like, no, we don't. And she goes, oh, yeah, we do. Uh, we have to have a little talk. And he's like, no, we don't. And he just put the big roadblock right in front of her right away. No. And she had no way around it. And it was just right from the beginning, give them a hard time with pure common sense, keep it very simple. Why do we need a meeting? What do you, what do you, don't even go into that with them. 
Just no thank you. I don't require your services. Have a great day. Bye. Yeah, and him dealing with the cop too was priceless too. Yep. Yeah, he didn't he didn't pull any amazing psychology. He didn't do any crazy like nothing. He just very straightforward, straight to the point, very short, common sense. And leave it all up to them. Yeah, most of the time, if not all the time, when they're opening their mouth, it's something really stupid coming out, but you don't know how to stop it. Like Carl's far better at it than I am, but anything out of their mouth, jump down their throat. Oh, you did this. Oh, really? Who says that? You? Oh, did did he? Did, do you say it, Bob? Who says that? So where's the United States? Of, are you United States? Where's the United States of America? Let them come in here if they say that. Call them on everything that comes out of their mouth. Oh, the code says this. The code says what? Get the code on the stand. Let me hear the code say it. Well, I'm going to enter a not guilty plea. For who? For you, judge? Are you the defendant? Just put everything they say is stupid. Call them on it. Well, I guess that's if you understand what they're saying. Probably speaking Chinese or legalese or something. Illegalese. Pretty quiet again, huh? Yeah, Mike, you weren't uh, on the line when I was talking to Eric about something. I'd like to get your uh, opinion. 
Yeah. When I first uh, tried using the common law method, it was for a uh, camera ticket. And uh, my father noticed, but uh, when I got to court and stood up before the judge, I asked him if he got my notice. He said, no, <laughs> I don't have anything. So then I started trying using some things that Carl, uh, you know, I heard Carl do. You know, I asked him to read the law, and he <clears throat> didn't want to read the law. I asked him, uh, I did get some progress to, by... Uh, I asked him, is it true that if uh, this case can be appealed? And he said, yes. And if it's not true that uh, the appellate court needs verified evidence? And he said, yeah, that's true. And then I asked if the evidence that the prosecutor was uh, providing was verified. And the prosecutor insisted that it was certified. And they handed me a document, the bailiff handed me a document saying, you know, the certification on it, and I, and I said to the judge, this is just certified, it's not verified. But then I left it at that. I didn't know how to bring that home, you know, because I was a rookie, and I was all... First of all, first of all, when you asked him, if I lose here today, can this case be appealed? If, as soon as he said yes, should have said, bang, I'm in the wrong court, I'm a man, this isn't a court of record, I require a court of record. No man or woman comes forth to verify some kind of claim against me of harm, loss, or injury. I'm out of here. You guys have no jurisdiction. No mailbox is going to sue a man. Right away, right away, you could have tried slamming the lid on it right there and then. But when he said, oh, this lawyer's got a certif no, certified nothing, get that lawyer on the stand, get him to verify it right here in open court on the record under oath or affirmation. And if he's not willing to do that, just say, I'm out of here. You guys got no jurisdiction. You don't think I see what you're trying to do? Yeah, he, he did not get my notice that I was a man. Well, when you say, did you read my notice? He says, no, I didn't see anything. Bam, here's a stamped copy. It's entered into the file. Here's one for you, prosecutor. Here's one, clerk lady. Anybody else want one? Well, I tried uh, handing him a notice of, of liability, and he said he rejects it. He wouldn't take it. Okay, well, tell him. You've been served. It says, any man who acts on my behalf bears liability. You've been put on notice. Act accordingly. You know, if that'd be act accordingly, but he knows. You mean instead, if he didn't accept the document, I could have just said that? Yeah. Yeah, it's standing on your paperwork. You're reading it word for word. Obviously, it's a short notice. You're the one that wrote it. Obviously, you know it word for word. It says, here, here's a notice for you. Well, I'm not accepting it. Okay, well, it says anyone who acts on my behalf bears liability, so you've been noticed. You take it now? Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you've already filed it beforehand anyway, so you got stamped copies. Tell them. Yeah, this is what it says. And then say it's stamped, it's time stamped, blah, 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 filed in the court, blah, 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 here you go. Oh, you guys are still going to turn up your nose at my little notice? Okay, whatever. Clearly not my court anyways. You're just setting the record. You guys are all properly noticed. You want to ignore my notice? Okay. 
I'm not one of those guys that's going to suck my thumb and pout. I'm actually going to come back and hold you accountable. So do as you wish in your own little Boy Scout court. I got it covered. That's fine. I'm not going to scream, stomp my feet, freak out. I'm not going to act like a little baby. I'm the king. I'm going to take you to my court. Have your fun, boys. You've all been noticed. There you go. So all you got to do is put them on notice. And you would follow through with that by taking a judge to a common law court? Well, I don't know. It depends on who's doing what. Yeah, well, I guess the, you know, the question is who who you sue? Or would you send them a bill or something? Well, I don't know. If you're in a tennis match. Are you suing the other side or are you suing the referee? It depends. I don't know. Maybe the referee did something and you're suing the man acting as referee for not doing his job properly. Maybe the opponent did something that was way way beyond the law and you're going to go after him, hold him accountable. I don't know what the situation is. It depends on the wrong and who the wrongdoer is. I personally would avoid suing a judge or a man acting as judge unless he absolutely crossed the line, no question. Where every three-year-old is going to know that this guy broke the freaking law. Other than that, it's the prosecutor that's moving the case against you. Like if a judge orders you to sit in jail for three years, it's probably because the prosecutor proposed that. It's the other side that's attacking you, not the referee. The referee makes it look like it's him because he's the big scary guy in a dress. And he's got a duty and obligation to protect his prosecutor. So when the shit hits the fan, the judge is going to say, I don't want no part of this. It's the prosecutor that's coming after you, not me. He's going to shove the liability into the prosecutor's lap when the shit hits the fan. So, which goes back to my usual method of operation. Or for the Latin folks, my modus operandi. I hammer the man acting as prosecutor with private letters and get him to shit his pants and realize that he has absolutely no case and everybody knows it. So when he goes into court, he's going to get eaten alive. So now all these quiet, private, man-to-man letters, he's going to go into his office and voluntarily dismiss his case because he knows that there's a fictitious plaintiff, that there's no witness, that there's no harm, loss, or injury, that there's no contract, that there's no evidence. You let them all. You let them know all this in private by letters. And if you've had a court date or two by then, you've put a couple of notices in, letting the court know that this has been settled in private. Of course, you're not telling the court what you're doing to settle it because that's private. You don't want to give your private. You don't want to give the jurisdiction of your private into the public. 
which is actually a private court anyways. <laughs> Funny game. But I usually let the man who's acting as prosecutor stew let him know that he's going to have one hell of a fight on his hands when he gets to work. And then if he is ignoring you, then you can start putting notices into court that you've tried to settle and you can actually start putting your private letters as exhibit into the court attached to a notice. And now you're making all the private information public because this dishonorable bastard won't, I've tried everything, everything I could think of to settle with this guy. I let him know all kinds of stuff. He's ignoring it all. Now he can't even say it was an accident because he was noticed of everything. And then once that prosecutor sees that all his public or all his private stuff is now public, now everybody gets to see what kind of a shady operation he's running. And now he's going to be really held liable in the public. You can expose him, like turning the light on, the cockroaches scatter. He's going to want out of that case. But again, the point is for me, try very hard. You settle it in private with letters. Don't let it go to court. Get rid of it before court. And if you've done all that, your first notice to court should be this matter's been settled in private. And you can still continue to send letters in private, depending on the situation, depend, would, would dictate on who you send letters to and what the letters would be. That's another thing, too. That Guyana lady, uh, the last letter I sent after they dismissed their case, um, it was a very polite letter. I think it was something along the lines of, um, thank you for being honorable and voluntarily dismissing your case. So I, I called them honorable and I thanked them for dropping their case. And then um, I just said, I agree to allow the status of your case to remain voluntarily dismissed on condition no man or woman from your agency uh, uh, come back in something about in regards to this matter again. It was very polite. I thanked them and called them honorable, everything. Very sweet follow-up letter. Obviously not necessary, but I don't want them coming back. And it probably made them fall over when they read it. Holy crap, where where does this lady come from?
do dismissed cases sometimes come back? I mean, uh, I mean, can you think of an example where that ever happened? Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Is that Ron? Yeah, remember Mark in Atlanta went in for, uh, you know, one ticket and they sprung an old ticket on him? Yeah, I don't know if that was a a dismissed case came back, but yeah, they've, um, I've heard of them where they drop cases and recharge people like right in court somehow. Um, I don't know. I guess people don't know how to call them on that, but uh, I've heard, uh, I believe, um, I believe it's a jurisdiction thing, but uh, I've heard of cases where people go in for traffic court, they challenge jurisdiction, then it gets held over to state court or bound over to state state court and I think the reason for that is because the state issues the license so only the state has the jurisdiction to write tickets against the state license but they have an agreement that the city cops can write tickets but when the city has a problem enforcing it then they kick the jurisdiction up to the state where it belongs because this is going to be too too tough of a fight. Let the state boys handle it. So I've heard them do all kinds of crazy things with charges. But I think if um, I think if somebody told me that they were dropping the charges and recharging me with the exact same charges, I'd call bullshit on that so freaking fast. And I would be, I would be accepting the charges on some kind of funny conditions or another. But I wouldn't just let them drop charges and recharge me in the middle of a courtroom. That's ridiculous. But if you don't call them on it, it goes. James, anything they can pull, they'll try and pull. Well, it's all presumption of law, all of it. They can presume anything. If nobody rebuts the presumption, then I guess it's okay. Like, obviously, they're all Boy Scouts, and obviously you showed up to the Boy Scout meeting, so obviously you're a Boy Scout. If you forget to tell them that you're a man, well, you agreed that you're a Boy Scout. Why else would you be at their meeting without saying something? Of course, you want to say it on paper before you get there and let them know, okay, well, just to let you know I'm not a Boy Scout, I'm a man, but if you want me to come to your Boy Scout meeting, I'm going to whoop you because I don't have to follow your rules.
Yeah, it's just like if I'm having Monopoly every Monday at my house and I send the invitations out. If you don't question the rules, then you play by my rules when you get there. Um, You could send a, a response to my invitation and say, I would love to show up on Monday to play Monopoly on condition I get twice as much money as everybody else to start with. Then the ball's in my court. If I don't respond to your response, I guess when you show up, I'm going to give you twice as much out of the bank as everybody else before we start the game. Deal's the deal. I made an offer. You made a counteroffer. I forgot the counteroffer. Oops. Your offer stands. You showed up. Deal's the deal. You set your rules before you attend. Yeah, I'd love to come to your masquerade ball on condition uh, I don't have to wear a costume. Yeah, it's all offer and acceptance. It's all contract law, all of it. It's all consent. It's all concession. Anyone's invited to show up and be a Boy Scout on Boy Scout court night. You can be pro se, Boy Scout for a day. Get your ticket at the door, get your ass kicked. (laughs) yeah it kind of sucks what they get away with but it's pretty funny once you actually see the joke yeah i love the boy scout analogy it's awesome yeah yeah it covers a lot yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just no matter what the situation is, just break it down to the most basic, everyday, simple, common sense scenario. You yeah. stole my mom. That's it. Like just it's not some big crazy story, no big emotional boo hoo, I love Joe stole my rock. That's how the situation happened. It doesn't matter if it's a car. It doesn't matter if it's a house. It's a freaking rock. It's property. It's a thing. You stole my thing. You robbed me, whatever. I don't know. Compare it to opening a lemonade stand. Compare it to whatever, buying a can of beans. Just break it down to something simple. Cut all the crap away, all the smoke and mirrors, all the misdirection. Right down to the bare bones, the nuts and bolts, what's actually happened. Who did it? Just like kid stuff. Kid runs in the house crying, Mommy, Mommy, Billy stole my bike. 
Why did Billy steal your bike? I don't know. He saw it. Sally. Mom goes outside, gets to the bottom of it. That's all she needs to know. There's got to be a way around uh, this uh, operating and commerce thing, too. Because I drive truck, and basically I'm limited to the hours that they allow me to, to, to get out there, right? And uh, I don't operate under that. So. Well, it's kind of hard if you're if you're like a corporation contracting or subcontracting to another corporation. Um, well, I'm a subcontractor, right? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how all that works in the statutory world, but. Here's one thing I was thinking is, let's say that I'm a pizza delivery driver. Yeah. That sounds pretty statutory. Um, but let's say, let's say... But I'm you're in your property or someone else's property going from door to door. Well, that's not what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is, I'm a man... Yeah. Operating through some kind of a legal person, perhaps. Not really exactly sure, but I'm a man that's getting compensated for my time and my labor. Yeah. And, and it's actually Joe's Pizza Place that's engaged in commerce because they're buying a product for cheap, making a finished product and selling it for a prop for a profit they're making they're they're a registered corporation making a profit in commerce all i'm doing is getting compensated for my labor when the big man is taking all the liability not me so realistically am i operating under license yeah i had to have a driver's license when i got hired but it's not my driver's license, it's the state's driver's license. True enough. So realistically, if you want to start splitting hairs, like if it's going to come down to me going in a cage or splitting that hair, yeah, I'm going to split that hair. I'm not making the profit here. I'm going to compensate. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, okay, they required me to get this, 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 but who am I to, you know... uh, to want to be uh, um, liable for for any of these rules I never cr- uh, created. Yep. And all I want to do, all I want to do, is what I'm good at, and that's uh, um, shifting this stick here and uh, turning the the big wheel in the front and keeping the the glass clean. Yep. Right. <laughs> And yeah, making no. sure that there's uh, that golden stuff that goes in uh, the little turny thing in the inside the under the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Never call it anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's just realizing there's many ways to skin a cat. Be creative. It's it's what you feel, what you believe. Do a little research to back up your, build up your confidence and your knowledge. And yeah, you know, just because I, I bang a, bang a hammer, uh, I, I swing a hammer up and down, 
uh, and consider me in commerce because I'm using something? Like, yeah. my, my, my time's worth money, right? But it's, it's, it's every aspect when you think about it. It's just once you learn to think common sense, it's everywhere. Like, people want to tell me that I'm a Canadian citizen because I was born in Canada. Okay, smart guy. My mom went into labor in Walmart. I was actually born in Walmart. Am I a Walmartian for life? Am I a Walmart citizen? (laughs) 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 Come on. Like, I got to sign up for this club. Uh, Until they change it to uh, another store like Woco again. Yeah. Oh my God! I was I was born in Kmart. What do I do now? My planet exploded. Yeah. And then and then I'm a Targetian, and then now yeah. nothing. Yeah, I was Target. Russian once. <laughs> I was a Russian citizen once. I think I was uh, I don't know a USSRian or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a famous one. Yeah, whatever. I used to work for WWF. I work for WWE now. I don't know what happened. My alarm clock went off like normal. (laughs) Yeah, people got to realize it's all just a stupid name. It's a corporation. It's a fiction. A bunch of people got together and said, yeah, we're going to make up a stupid name for this club, and we're going to make some money selling this. Okay, that's the name of our corporation. Corporation doesn't exist. It's an idea that a bunch of people came up with and agreed on. All it is, an idea. Somebody wrote the idea on paper, sent it to the Secretary of State, now it's on file. Big deal. It doesn't exist. Everything everything that happens through that corporation was done by Bob or Susie. There's a man or woman that did something, not the corporation. Yeah, it's not the uh, it's not the Santa Claus it's not the Santa Claus suit or the name Santa Claus that broke the kids. It was the drunk guy in the Santa costume. There's a man or a woman operating that corporation. Yeah. Our file or our our office has come across new information. I just laugh when I read that kind of shit. Our office came across new information. Yeah, I just did what somebody said to to be able to go do this and that. I don't know anything else. Yeah, Yeah. that's all I'm going to do. Well, our records show this. Okay, Susie, who is our records? You mean you write it on a computer screen? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like Mr. Mr. Database is going to show up. Yeah, I never saw a spreadsheet sign its name. Yeah, we got this full box of receipts. Says you did it. Says so, does it? 
Throw the box where you see it's on the stand. <laughs> yeah, so you must be able to, you know, even so what if you're in commerce? Big deal. Still not under not operating under the driver's license. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, they're going to go back and forth about your timesheets and payroll records and everything else and contracts you signed and blah blah blah. But yeah, the way of looking at it is, if you're putting eight or twelve hours a day in at a certain hourly rate that time you put into getting that money is your property. Therefore, the money you're getting is compensation for your property. It's it's also your property. Yeah. So there's other ways of reinforcing that it's compensation for your time and labor. Yeah, where's my government check? All this time that I put into there, I'll never get that time back. Obviously, somebody's going to pay me for that. It's compensation. I don't know. You guys might call it salary. You might call it wages. You might call it income, taxable event. I don't know what you're calling it. That's compensation for my time and my energy. I'll never get that time back. That's why yeah. I'm not paying. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think profit... I- I I don't know. I think in the IRS code, profit is is defined as like basically you buy stocks or bonds, and then through no no actual physical labor of any kind, all, all of a sudden they're worth more, and you get profit now. You get money back. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the best way is to open up a corporation in non-profit, for, in not-for-profit. Not would it register with mommy? Well, it, it's, 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 again, it's the ease, it's the ease, the, the corporate world that won't accept me as a man, right? It's one of the hoops I got to do to, to, to make sure that uh, I get my money, that they don't give uh, a portion uh, elsewhere, right? Well, That's the only reason why I open corporations. Well, and I I close them down after a year, and I don't file. You could obviously do this before you get in trouble, but you could start writing letters ahead of time, take your time, plan it out properly, but write letters, Secretary of State, DMV, the I don't know Ministry of whatever, whatever. Just write to all kinds of men and women all over the place. Ask all kinds of very important, straight-to-the-point questions and have a very clear paper trail that nobody on this planet can point to a law that says you can't do this or you must do that. And just get it in one tight package. Here's Here's my declaration that I'm a man and I can carry on my private affairs and get compensated for my time and labor. And here's a whole bunch of exhibits where nobody can answer me stating the law. You just have like 50 private letters that you sent to people 
30 private letters back. Just yeah. All this, all this evidence that shows that you can do whatever you wish. You have case law, yeah. you have all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I know these rules are to protect uh, to protect people out out here, but you know, there's just uh, they're 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 a little tight, and they're even tighter in the U.S. It's stupid what they make these truckers do. But how many people have properly from the beginning just sort of built up a very very proper record? Pardon? Like how many how many people have gone ahead and done all the correct steps ahead of time? No one. Like I but, think the more people that learn Carl's method, the more people that start questioning things, the more people that send letters, I think people are gonna start getting it. It's already but first of all, who who is anybody to tell me how long I can work and not work? Well, see, that's the thing too. You got to also look at the other side. Is that you're you beg for a benefit, right? You're applying somewhere down the line. You're getting government recognition, government acknowledgement. Oh, by writing letters, you mean? Well, even before you, like before writing letters, like getting the license, applying for the job, filling out IRS forms, social security number, all that stuff, that's building yeah. up presumptive evidence for them. So you're going to have to True be enough. careful on, on countering, because you don't want to be contradicting yourself, but you want to straighten the record. Yeah, I made a mistake. Leaving a lie. Yeah. Yeah, there's an old maxim of law that says um as a thing it is as a thing is done so it is undone. So yeah, you went true enough. Contract, you realize it was a mistake, you just go about getting yourself out of the contract properly and honorably. None of this just not making payments anymore or Stop showing up to do this or that. You just gotta you you gotta get yourself out of the contract. You can't just walk away from the contract. As soon as you walk away, you're in dishonor. So correct the mistake. Do everything properly. Yeah. Yeah. Just opt out. That's my method. Just quit. <laughs> I don't got to tell them nothing. No, it's just dealing with DOTs, eh? Tickets and stuff like that. And then they suspend the license and... Of course, uh, like what Carl said, if he had his own rig and he had uh, enough money in escrow... He'd have no tags. I'd be doing the same thing if I had cash. Money talks and bullshit walks.
Mike? Wow. Hi, Shannon. Hi, is Mike still on? Yeah, somewhere. How's it going with you? Oh, I'm too weighed down. I I just have a Pardon? question for Mike. Too weighed down. Too much stuff going on. Yeah. Mike, Don't let are it you get there? You. Oh, Mike, can I ask you two questions? I think Mike dropped out. It says he hung up on the on the community call page. It says he hung up. So I guess his phone went out. Yeah. Ask away. Can you let me know if he comes back once? I'm away from the computer. Certainly will. <clears throat> What's your question, Cheyenne? Uh, my question is, uh, as far as the void judgment, uh, I was told this week to do a claim and put all the others, like the judge, the lawyer, etc., and then do a void order. That's That's one question. Or the second question would be, put the void orders into their case. Yeah. If you're going to be making a claim, make sure that there's only one name on it. Make separate claims for each and every individual person's. Right. So why would someone tell me to to do a claim and put all the other ones in it then do the void order. To me, that didn't yeah, it, just, well. it just takes one to rebut your, your claim and win, and the other ones are off the hook, too. Because I'm you're sorry, making a false claim. Because you'd be making a false claim at that point. That's what I told. So, in order to put the void orders in, do you put it into their case? Not sure. I think you would just make a notice. Notice a void order. Into their case, though. Yeah, I guess. I don't know how you're going to throw dirty laundry in their in their suitcase. But then again, you're a party to it, so you're already in the case, I guess. But is it actually a man or a woman that's in the case, or the person? Person. Yeah. You want to be the person? No. You do? No, I do not. So you would void the order because that would harm you. So you'd be a man, a woman. Correct. So then you would put it into a, like a counter complaint into their case. No. Oh, drop that word complaint, man. 
No. Okay. Uh, void, the, void the order. Vo- no, no counter anything. Don't even use the word counter. You you go in with a fresh uh, with a fresh spear. You know, your own sword. You don't borrow theirs and 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 uh, and do damage with theirs. You do your own. No, you just void the order. And it would cause harm to a woman if that that order uh, uh, was executed. Okay, so then how would you do the uh, letterhead? Notice of void order. Notice. Uh, I believe um, Mike used a semicolon. Void order. I, a woman... Cheyenne, void said order, will cause harm to I, a woman, or or uh, executed order will, will cause harm to I, a woman, and injury, and loss. So then, what, then what claim number would you use? Well, that's not a claim if you're avoiding an order. The notice. Uh, a claim would be uh, if a man or a woman armed you. But you got to give them a claim number, or, or at least set up a new claim for the for the court. I guess to, what, uh, you, you would know you you would notice their case. Like right. stick, probably uh, the analogy would be like uh, sticking a sticker on top of it, fragile. Notice, fragile. Notice, void right. order. All right. Right? So it would Notice. be on top of their Notice, uh, contents of this case. If any man uh, uh, orders uh, on my behalf, is uh, fully liable kind of deal. I think that's how a notice would work. It's like a sticker on top of the case. And uh, if they proceed with their case, with uh, uh, of, um, ignoring the notice, then, uh, you know, notice, case will explode upon opening. <laughs> so you, you would use their case number, correct? Yep. Okay. I would. All right. N- notice it into the case, yeah. Wait till Mike gets on there. Uh, he, he has a little more uh, court finesse than we do, or court etiquette. That's a good one. Court etiquette and clerk battling skills. <laughs> well, when he gets back on, we're having a major storm right now. Yeah, we got a storm here too. When he gets back on, if you could. Kindly ask him that. And also, okay, you're not going to hang on. Pardon? You're not going to hang on. <coughs> I'm sorry. What? You're not going to hang on to the call. Probably not with the storm. Oh, okay. And the other one I have is, um, what would be a good one? to do a void order on writ of possession. Writ of possession? Yes. 
I void said Rick. No man or woman came forth to present uh, verified uh, to verify their claim that I owe a debt. Okay, this is on eviction. I a woman owe a debt. I know the eviction's based on a debt. Right. And uh, and your claim your claim you claimed equity already, obviously with a lien. I did a mechanics lien, yes. So that's a claim. Yes. And uh, your claim uh, has not been uh, fully um, what's that called when you pay a bill? Uh. Satisfied. The bill has not been satisfied. Correct. I think that's that's the word you would use. Pardon? Correct. That's a that's like, a proper I, word. I kind of like left that to the wayside because I've been fighting this con- this eviction. Yeah, I know, but you, you can't ignore you can't ignore what was done. I know. I get it. I get it. So you that's the only thing you've got to hang on to is your mechanics lien. And uh claim that uh a verified bill has not been presented to you. I gotta stop this eviction. Yeah. I really do. You um, you still have the account number that uh, you used to make payments to? Oh uh, yeah, and actually, I did a um, um, credit report. Yeah, you made you you made a payment and then you yanked it out at one point, right? I'm sorry, what? You made a payment once and then you yanked it. Right. Okay. Make a payment. Make a make a, a twenty five dollar payment. Okay. And then write a letter and say, uh, that, uh, at this time, this is what I can afford, and please present me with the verified bill. Okay. I don't know. That might that that could be an idea, right? We'll we'll mull it over with Mike. What he thinks. Because you got to get into good standing somehow. Right. Is $20 no. going to kill you? No. No? Then no. make a $20 payment. All right. It's almost like throwing money away, but... It's worth a shot in the dark uh, to be honorable, right? Now, also, should I write something to the sheriff? Like what? I don't know. Because they don't come by here August 27th. Um...
So it's an eviction order, correct? Yes. Well, you're going to have to write a bill out for someone. To someone. You better start thinking how much money it's going to cost you to move. Uh, how much money it's going to cost you to uh, notify everybody you've moved. Um, uh, write a bill for uh, the principal and the equity. Put another lien on the house. I don't know. Those are things. Those are things you got to think about. Right. But definitely, uh, you have any of your paperwork? Yes. You're gonna have to go through all your paperwork and figure out what the principle is to the T. Not one penny more. One not not one penny less. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. I guess around two years ago, I did a um, credit check. And here's yeah. Wells Fargo end up having a whole different um, loan number. Loan number? Yes. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't concern myself with their, their, their end of anything because uh, who cares how they do their business, right? I just wanted to mention that. That's all. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they do with extra numbers and little numbers. It's like a, a parts store, eh? Um, uh, let's say uh, Mr. Gasket. They they call uh, this one gasket one five five one, but then you bring it over to uh, a, an auto parts store. Um, that conflicts with uh, their numbers, like. Uh, um, so they'll call it twenty oh nine, and it's easier for their inventory. So things get changed all the time. So then a, a guy like me comes and buys uh, the twenty oh nine gasket, and and I'm going to put it in my store and say, well, uh, I can't call it that. I'm going to call it three five five zero. So that part number is actually changed for three times. Right? Right. So you, so if they want to call an account number something else, whatever, right? That could be a number for you. Your customer number uh, 0666, right? Hmm. All right? That's what that number could mean for, for, your, your, for, your, uh, for your account with them. Not not necessarily the account number that you actually put uh, money into. It's all uh, anything that that does anything with uh, other people is uh, intellectual property. You know, it's really none of our business. Well, I I've been told that they are known to do this. Well, they could do whatever they want, right? It's right. their show, right? And apparently they're screwing you with it, too. So nobody's presented you a verified bill. Have you asked for one? Oh, I, I messed up so much at the beginning. Well, it's, it's, it's not a problem to, uh, to say you made a mistake. Why don't you uh, write a notice to mistake 
first before you try and void anything. Yeah, where I messed up, and I, I, I can't believe I did not catch this, but I just recently called it. I was using the wrong letterhead. Oh, I'm so pissed at myself. Well, just write a notice of mistake. See how they take that. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, just uh, write a notice of mistake. Uh, I was led to believe uh, Wells Fargo was a, a monster. And uh, uh, they never suffered any loss or, or uh, um, I, I was led to believe uh, whatever you want to say. Because nobody can take a belief away from you, right? When you act as a woman? Make sense? Correct. Hey? Correct. So you need to uh, correct the mistake. If you if you want to go back to square one, notice of mistake. All right. But you're going to have to come up with a, a good mistake. What started all this crap is what you need to uh, to repair. You stopped making payments because you uh, you found out that money wasn't real. Oh no! Is I that was it? involved in a no. I was involved in a car accident. I stayed in honor, used up all my savings, and then a little bit that I got for um, the car accident. I used that, and then I couldn't do it anymore. Okay. So uh, notice of mistake. Uh, I wasn't able to keep up my payments. I am now able to make uh, make payments for for uh, for the time loss. Notice of a mistake. I I I a woman. That's the best way to do it. I did do in the past. How's, how's uh, that? Notice of. Uh, but, but but make twenty bucks. Make a twenty dollar payment. And write to Wells Fargo and say, uh, I've made a $20 payment is all I could afford at this moment in time. Please uh, forgive me for, uh, for my delusion, my mistake. And, uh, you know, if they don't answer you, they're in dishonor. But you've got to do uh, the sweetie pie letter. So once uh, once they ignore your sweetie pie letter, well, now you're going to have a claim. You want your principal back, and you want your sweat equity. There you go. But do a notice of mistake. I wasn't in my right mind. You're going to have to apologize. Uh, you were getting advice from uh, all kinds of people. That's why... The, uh, you believed to, to, that the paperwork, you had no idea that you, you put in such frivolous paperwork in the court. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're at the end of your rope, so you 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 got to grasp at niceness now. I know. 
So I think that might be your best bet. All right. Notice of mistake. Notice of mistake. I'm asking for forgiveness. What? What's that? I did do a, I'm trying to think what it was headed, um, or the title. I think it was noticed a mistake that I was not the defendant. Okay. Do you have a grandfather's clock? No, I'm uh, making a turn. I'm I'm notifying the people behind me that I'm turning. <laughs> there. All right. So 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 I don't cause injury, harm, or loss to anyone. But there's a brick wall in front of them. <laughs> technically, technically that's how it works. Well, I thank you so much for your time. Well, no problem. I'm gonna hang up. I just, I, I just, I just know that 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 you 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 got no fight left in in what they've done to you. So I think the only thing is is notice a mistake. So now they got to correct. Now they now now that there's a mistake, they can't ignore it. It's just like a mathematical equation. Eureka! We've got this number. And then all of a sudden, and then and then everybody's basing everything on that number. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, "Oh no, we've made a mistake." Uh oh, you mean everything that we've done up to now is wrong? Right? Does that make sense? Right. So they have to start from square one. So I just want this That's all to be over with. My health can't me? take anymore. I want this all to be over with. My health can't take anymore. Well, um. In reality, prepare yourself to move. Okay? No, I can still file from VK. What's VK? Bankruptcy. Oh, yeah? Don't you lose your home at the same time? No, that would actually be the stay of the eviction. It would, eh? Because yeah. I can't take your home on a, on a uh, bankruptcy? Correct. Oh, okay. shit. I'm going to hang up. Boy, that was nasty. What, lightning? I don't like, yeah, lightning and thunderstorm. I don't... I, I don't... I don't work well with these. With the uh, lightning and uh, thunderstorm. Wow. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to hang up. So if Mike comes back on, please um, ask him. Um, yeah, I even woke up the dogs. All right, thank you so much. Ask him about uh, notice of void? Yes. Yeah, and we could, uh, I can try and discuss this with him and uh, see, if, uh, see if he's got any uh, suggestions. Yeah, like I said, one person said to um, do a whole new. Why don't you file bankruptcy anyway? If you know your your your, your eviction stay is going to get voided uh, by uh, their own last, rules. That's going to be my last resort. Last resort, just do it. 
You got nothing to lose. If you know, if you know for a fact that you're not going to get kicked out of your house because you do a bankruptcy, then do it. Right. It's you're in a big pickle here. I know I am. Do you work? No, not since the car accident. Well, then there you go. You got nothing to lose. They can't take they can't take any money from you in a bankruptcy because you only get so much money anyway. They might ask you for uh, $10 a month. You know what I mean? Right. Me, me, my, my bankruptcy was, uh, I think, $114, $140 a month for, uh, for um, seven, 11 months, I think. You just have to disclose uh, uh, how much you're getting, uh, how much you're spending on toilet paper and uh, water and electricity, and that's it. Right. It's no big deal. Everybody goes, look at uh, Donald Trump. He went bankrupt three times. Look at him. He's still a billionaire. Right. So if it works for the big fish, it could work for the little fish too. You might as well hang on to your house if that's the truth, that you can, that that's a Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.